If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Horanger, a podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. We were being and, really uh, polite, polite and British then. Now after you, please. After you, I insist. And Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, everybody. The gang's all back together. Sometimes <laughs> well, hello. I struggle to say horror hangout. I think Horror. The ho- horror, horror, hangout. horror hangout is quite difficult to do. Um, I've noticed we always oh, we, we have all we have always said the horror hangout. Have but we? really the podcast is not called what the horror hangout, it's called horror hangout. But, but it seems know. weird saying well yeah, I'm saying it with and I see the mistake. I'm saying it with an <laughs> uncapitalized T. Okay. It might yeah, sound yeah. like a capitalized T, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It didn't sound, to be fair, that time it didn't sound like a capitalized No, it wasn't. T. It wasn't. If it was no. capitalized, you'd know. Welcome to <laughs> the horror hangout. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's to be right off. Yeah, people yeah. be screaming at their iPods. <laughs> uh, how's it going, uh, Ben? You were in Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Yeah, I had a little go to. Uh, I went to Edinburgh. I had a little go at Scotland. <laughs> I had a little go at Scotland. That is officially the first time I've ever been to Scotland, which is kind of crazy for a gentleman in his mid thirties who I would say is. Uh, quite fond of travel. Very strange mm. that I've never ventured north of the border, which is exactly where Andy is right now. You've, you've seen more, but based on your pictures alone, you've seen more of Edinburgh than I have. I've lived in yeah. Scotland for six months. What I like to do, if I go on some level of city break, I've got a pretty rigorous itinerary that I write down and go, right, this is where we can go today. We've got to get do, do all these things. If I've not done at least like four, four or five things on the list, I feel like I'm failing myself. So, if you're not like asleep by 4 p.m. because you're so tired and exhausted from walking around. Everywhere. I, I always, I always make, 
<laughs> I always put in the in the in the schedule. There's always time to go back to the hotel, and potentially have a nap. Although I didn't have one this time, so uh, yeah, pretty good. I was I'm pretty much the same whenever I go somewhere somewhere we new. Can we just time. can we just relax? Can we just relax and just have a nice bit of food? No, march up this hill to the top. <laughs> it's a down again. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on, go there, see it, done. Don't stand there for more than five seconds because that's just a waste of time. I'm enjoying right, guys, this quick waterfall. picture on the way. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I recommend it though. I've never been. Luke said he's been three times before, which is a lot. Andy, I'm sure you yeah. dropped in. Edinburgh, Edinburgh just the once. We live about an hour away from it now, but we just for things we had tickets for and things we've been. We've been to Glasgow a little more. We have some friends that live there. Um, highly recommend Glasgow for your next visit, Ben. It's a good old. Uh, Oh yeah, it's a good old crack. Okay. And having just had COVID, hopefully, won't be locked in next time. I'll be able to see you when you come up. That would be nice. Uh, I did wave to you from the very top of Arthur's seat in Edinburgh. Didn't I did back think there. I saw a saw a man. Saw a man waving outside the window. <laughs> saw a man waving. Hello. Not using I don't think all that was <laughs> It wasn't. In terms of, there were a couple of possibly horror-related things I did while in oh, Edinburgh. You killed oh, someone. God. What's he bloody done this time? He's killed someone. Uh, he ate a bit of haggis, ate a tiny little bit of haggis, and as awful, some people consider that, that horror, horrific. It was <laughs> it was absolutely awful. Have a bit of that awful, please. Don't say that. Don't leave a review. Um, so I went to. There's a pub called the Frankenstein Pub. The Frankenstein. I know. Pub I know. Funny, that is, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Come on there. Yeah. Um, so it plays like the classic um, Frankenstein movie. Like constantly, there's like wax figures of. Uh, that you were furious, Ben. I was like, this is dead old, off the cliffs of quality booze. <laughs> put on a modern one. Put on the one with Bobby. On. De- put them on with Bobby De Niro in it. That'd be nice shit. Uh, so, yeah, that was quite interesting. That was quite nice. Um, Edinburgh Dungeon, found out a lot of interesting things. That was a bit jumpy, you know, they're actors trying to recreate certain moments in time. And uh, yeah, it just doesn't have the same effect when everyone's got the got your COVID mask on. This is exactly how it was when the plague hit Edinburgh. You've got yeah. a little COVID mask on there. I understand what you've done there. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, that, that that was cool. Uh, Ray, Ray Harryhausen's museum you went to see. Oh yeah, of course. That's yeah, uh, the skeletons that's and stuff. The All the skeletons. You liked that, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> I did like that. I like there was a video showed all the movements he did to the skeleton. I was like, oh god, a lot of work. Um, so yeah, like growing. That's kind of the the films of Ray Harryhausen definitely like sort of shaped my tastes in horror. I think because um, the his model of Medusa scared the absolute bejesus out of me when I was a kid, terrified. Mm. And there's something really like te- quite scary about stop motion animation, isn't there? I'm coming for you, but I'm there kind is. of not quite yeah. human. The, yeah. the jerkiness of it. Yeah. The jerkiness, yeah. Jerk. And, all, and all this, yeah, absolute <laughs> jerk off. And all of the stuff um, from like the Sinbad movies as well. Um, oh, there yeah. was a, you remember the woman with like a seagull foot? That was absolutely disgusting. I'm not talking sure, about I'm not it. Sure I'm familiar with seagull foot woman. <laughs> She's front and center have, on the post. Did she have the foot of a seagull or was her foot a full seagull? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, it was the, sea, the foot of a seagull, but like human sized on her foot. If you, if you search for the post, Sinbad <laughs> and the Golden Voyage, or is it the Eye of the Tiger? It's one of those two. If you see the poster, She's front and center of a terrifying foot. I think it's the eye of the tiger, actually. Um, 
But yeah, loads of stuff. What the Minotaur? What's it? The Cyclops? All that horrible stuff. You've seen them all. I've seen them all. They, they had them all there. And oh I kept thinking, yeah, it's like a little. It's like yeah. a, a bat foot or something. Yeah, but it was it was a seagull. I can't remember if she got cursed or something. Like you're cursed to having one seagull foot, one and they've awful gone foot. Yeah, and they've gone get that front and center on the poster. If that don't draw people in, nothing will. I think of all the things that happen to people, you know, in the stories of ancient Greece and so on, I'd argue she got off quite lightly. True. <clears throat> you, yeah. you think it's not so bad? Not so bad, no. She could have had far worse. Also, like the films like Sinbad and Clash of the Titans, they're like late 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. That's kind of insane, because in my head, I kind of thought 50s or something like that. Yeah, I thought they were super, I thought they were really old. I just thought they were like ancient footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was looking at all the all, all the information about the films. I was like, hang on a minute. Well, it's I've been living a, living a lie. Um, Harry Housen picture. That's what they used to call it back in the day. Gotta be favorite Harry Housen picture. One of the jerkies. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be Clash of the Titans. The jerkies. One of the jerkies. One of the jerk offs. Yeah, it's a, it's a toss up between Clash of the Titans and Jason and the Argonauts. I think. Which one is it that has the rope towel? That is Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans is my favourite. Then I love that little guy. They had the rope towel there, yeah. They had the little rope towel. They had like two models of him. He was he couldn't get enough. Was there there one called the Golden Fleece, or am I thinking of the Argonauts? Jason and the Argonauts. They get that's Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, that's the one I remember. (laughs) I remember the others. So a lot of like genuinely terrifying things. I was even a bit. Looking, looking around, I was even a bit. The tiny little models put the willies up me. Put the bloody willies up me. Yeah, well, make them atomically correct. I imagine. Um, exactly. But yeah, that's the thing with good, the Greek good times. The Greek mythology as well. Like sometimes with some of those stories, they're so incredible because it feels a bit like you're having like a bit like when you're a kid and your mates always got like one more power. That's what the Greek myths are like. It's like golden fleece guarded by this hydra, horrid, horrid monster. Kill it. <laughs> Guess what? Chuck its teeth in the ground. Skeletons come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> bloody skeletons come out here. And Ray Harryhausen's like, how many of these have I got to animate? Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pay me overtime, please. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that. So, sorry to have left you for a week, but I'm sure you held down yeah. the fort. It's nicely. good. Yeah. Um, we did our year review. Is there anything that you wanted to say that you didn't get to say last week? Uh, so I think I said to I said to Luke before I was quite um, in terms of my list I literally went on Letterbox looked at all the horror I'd watched in 2021 arranged mm-hmm. it by rating and that like made my top five so there's probably a couple that I should have included that would have been listed as released in 2020 even though I think officially they were kind of 2021 releases and one of those was The Night House that was probably one of my favourites of the year is that is that um, on Disney? I think it's on Disney Plus now, right? I might have to watch that. That's come up on a few people's top. Yeah, top yeah lists. I saw it come up on a couple of top lists since we recorded, and I haven't seen Re- it yet. Really did, really good. did enjoy that, uh, and I guess Psycho Gorman as well, because it was again one I didn't think of so much because I think it was listed as twenty twenty. That's the same uh, for me. I see a lot fun. of websites and things have let that one slide, though. Um, I think it's primarily because i think was it just um was it festivals only in 2020 maybe probably yeah then again the last two years are the same like it's just i just think two of my choices last night in soho and ghostbusters were like i know they're not 
essentially horror films, but because I'd rated them so highly and we'd covered both on the podcast, I kind of had to had to include them. I think they're horror enough. Uh, they're, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. they they count they count for sure. But I see that yeah. like if you look across the board, I'm surprised. I think Luke especially, um, we had some deeper cuts than than some folks have. I think I read a lot of like uh, websites, top fives, top tens, and a lot of it is very heavily the conjuring, your malignants, your you know, your real tentpole movies. Um I'm not glad. I'm not glad about it at all. But I think Halloween kills, I feel a little bit vindicated. It doesn't seem to be just us. I I think I've seen it slip off a lot of people's top ten list. But I imagine we'll cover a little bit of that in the news as well when we talk mm-hmm. about that movie again. Mm-hmm. Uh why not do the news now? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not do the news now? Why not continue on that point as well? Just in case people are only listening to a couple of minutes of this podcast, they want to get their Halloween news straight in there. Yeah, they need to just get get it straight to it. But yeah, um, Halloween Kills is now out on home video cassettes, um, so you can you can get it on any physical format you like. And one of the things they put on there is uh, an extra, an alternative ending. It's an alternative ending in a very DVD extras alternative ending sense in that it's not hugely different, just different enough. It's a bit sliding doors, isn't it? It takes a slightly different turn um, than it than it might have done. I um, think, although I don't think it was saves the movie for me at all, that uh, ending that you sent me uh, would have made me a lot happier as a person leaving that theatre when I watched Halloween Kills. It's just a way better ending. You know? It's got it's got a bit more punch to it. I feel I would have felt slightly less cheated. I think cheesed off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ever so cheesed off. Yeah, a slight. It's got slightly more of a punch, and it feels like a more of a definitive ending to that particular movie rather than the last one, which was like, eh, what really? I, I, I think guess the maybe only... they didn't want Michael. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Actually, people just go watch it. But there's, there's Michael. I can't really say. I can't really say. I Mickey will. Myers. Spoilers. Watch out. Spoilers to this alternate end. Spoilers. Yeah. Skip forward a minute if you want, but does, otherwise go. <laughs> you guys are Halloween experts these days. So does would Michael answer the phone like that? Well, did he answer the phone? I think he just goes off in her pocket. Yeah, it's just going off in her pocket. And, and but I think like she heard she breathing realized... down the phone. That's Michael just wheezing out the window. I think. <laughs> yeah. But why would why would the phone answer it? So I maybe so that's think... why they didn't include it. So I think you know, the phone you... doesn't answer. Like nobody answers the phone, but because nobody answers the phone, Laurie immediately realizes that is because her daughter has been. I thought yeah. I heard breathing. Oh, maybe it was like, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want this person that you're trying to call to leave a voicemail for you? Uh, maybe it's like the opposite of a voicemail. Was it, was it your own? Was it your own breathing? <laughs> I'm sorry, but the person you're trying to call is not available. Would you like them to leave a voicemail? I reckon it's like you know when you get not blood, but you know when you're, you know when you're out for a for a walk. You guys have got dogs. You walked yeah. in the walked in the rain. That to use your phone before. When your phone gets a bit of rain on it, and then the touch screen just goes, and the, the things you're pressing it all over at once. Yeah, and then it could be you're, because wet with blood. Because it's got a bit of blood on it, it goes. Yeah, I'm being touched all over. Just answer, oh, go, go, blooming do lally. It must answer, <laughs> and then it hit, and then she hears Michael doing a bit of wheezing, and then as we've said, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If Laurie you, hears um, him. 
and says, listen, Michael, I'm sick of you. I'm going to stab you right up with this knife. I'm on the way. If you want to know what the hell we're talking about, go on YouTube and search for like Halloween Kills alternate ending, the B-side yeah. ending, and you'll know what we're talking it's about. Not going to cha- it's not going to change your life. I think it might change your life. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you, no if, you if you enjoy the, if you enjoy the film or if you com- if you're a completionist, obviously it's a series of films that you might collect. Um, then it's a nice feature for the DVD, um, or Blu-ray or HD DVD, depending on your format of choice. But if you um, if you didn't care much about the film and you don't necessarily want to invest another rental or time into it, then as Luke says. The good folks on the internet have put the extra ending on YouTube anyway, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. give it those two minutes if you wish. It's yeah. only two minutes of your life, you know. I've, time uh, is time is limited. I've got time some is news. fleeting. Okay. Oh, come on. Um, you know that film franchise, A Quiet Place. Yeah. Do you also oh, wow. know that film Pig, which I rated very highly from last year? Yeah. Well, the director of Pig is making a spin-off, a Quiet Place spin-off um, that will expand upon the franchise's universe, which I think is quite cool. It seems like quite a nice and interesting... Um, it, won't be a, it won't be the sequel yeah. to, the, to the main line of films. It'll be its own, its own thing. So a spin-off, um, are we thinking a spin-off in the same sense of Fear of the Walking Dead, where just in the same universe with different people? I think so. That's, it sounds like it, which I'm all for. I want to see more of that, that world. It's an interesting little world. I want to see more of people being quiet in a place. Where in the world would you like to see leggy venomantics going on? Like a theme park, like on a climbing frame or something. No, no. They'd be dead good at climbing, wouldn't they? Kids park, jungle gym, monkey bars, the gladiator, (laughs) the place where they used to film gladiators. That's where I'd like to see it. The National Indoor Arena. Yeah, okay. In a in a music studio where some four, where some musicians are all holed up and they can't do music because because of, of this has got to be a quiet place and they're all yeah. like going crazy, uh, and then yeah, Britain's got a talent stage. That. Yeah, <laughs> every right, everyone do a talent, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, you know we'd be really good at the mimes. They clean up that year. God, yeah. You sound like, sound like there's a team of them. The mimes. <laughs> <laughs> the mimes are like. Finally, it's our time to show. Well, shine. they don't say that. Yeah. They just, yeah. I don't know how. They... Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Diversity, do right if they put mats down. There's a mime in this, isn't there? So, <laughs> in Interview with Vampire. Diversity would do all right if they put mats down. Yeah, it'd just be like, have you ever seen those music videos on YouTube where it's like music videos about the music? It's just David Bowie and Mike and Michael Jagger. I nearly said that, and Mick Jagger <laughs> dancing, but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just be like that. Yeah. The leggy venoms might hear that. Yeah, and if they hear you, we established in the movie they will thump the shit out of you if you <laughs> make any noise. Thank you for including a leggy venoms question in the recent quiz episode. Yeah. Because I felt like I was just I was ready for it. Yeah. Oh, I'd be I'd be up for I'm up for a spin-off of that. That sounds great. Wonder what yeah. I'll call it. Although I do think. Maybe the only reason I looked quite place to so much is because I wanted a Last of Us, uh, a more Last of Us experience. But now I've done Last of Us too. Maybe I'm all like full. You've got Last of Us. You've got a series coming. You've got a Last of Us TV show. Yeah, but I don't know if I don't know if I'd be up to that. I mean, the the thing is, 
the games are just so good. You know, when we, like, we got the Resident Evil movie, and I was like, just play the games because they they look just as good. Uh, better, actually, to be honest. They look better than the special effects in the film. Um, and the story's better. I feel like the, the games are just so good, so mature. The storytelling is fantastic. Like, the, the, the cinematography is better than most movie cinematography. I, I feel like it's going to be... It's got less lore, The Last of Us. So I feel like the transition from game to TV is going to be easier. And the fact that it's a series has got a bit more chance to grow. I think it's going to be just as, just as good. Maybe not just as good as the games. But Did you see the be... teaser? No, hang on. It wasn't a real teaser. I think someone had made it. Fan made. <laughs> fan teaser. Yeah, they got yeah. me. I've seen some oh, fan fan made imagery from it, and which looks amazing, but you know, not real. Yeah. But I'm sure it looked great. I think um, what I'm trying to come to terms with, though, with a lot of this stuff, and it, it doesn't necessarily count for The Last of Us. I'm I'm up for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get and watch it. But I think we reach a point with franchises and IPs and what have you, where I'm getting increasingly accepting of the fact that I don't need to digest all of the things related to some of these big franchises mm. um to say that because with walking with walking dead i can tell you that big into the comics like you know went went through the comics i think i've got i fell off at some point so i've got maybe the last dozen issues of the book of the book to read Same, really loved yeah. the tell really loved the telltale games the really story the really story focused ones i've seen the first two seasons of the tv show but feel no strong desire to go back and see anymore. And I think I've seen enough of it and I don't need to see the rest. The same is true if you look at non-horror franchises, like look at look at look at like Batman, for example. Love, you know, dip into plenty of Batman comics. I'm excited for the movies, but TV shows like Gotham and Pennyworth, that's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine for any number of people and there's no judgment on those people, but I don't mm. have any strong itch to to watch it my mom is uh mom's my mom's watched a couple of seasons of gotham love my mom very much don't watch the same tv shows as are they mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh other piece of news i've seen one piece of news i think literally just only a couple of hours ago uh went live is that a final destination movie is being produced for hbo max um and it's going to be directed by john watts who the directed Spider-Man. bloody Spider-Man. He also did a movie called Clown. Actually, so he did like a short trailer, like a fake trailer for the movie Clown, like a horror movie about a person who t- puts on a clown costume and turns into a clown, like a Makes killer Makes him into clown. a bad clown. Makes him into a bad clown. Uh, and then I think, uh, what's, what's his face? Eli Roth, sorry. I was Eli Watts. I don't think that's the name. Uh, but Eli <laughs> Roth, say, sorry. And then pr- produced the clown feature film. And then from that, John Watts like suddenly was making Spider-Man movies. Um, oh, so wow. I think it'd be cool to see him do, uh, you know, more genre. <laughs> Less, I mean, Spider-Man is genre, but, you know, spooky genre stuff. Spooky genre stuff, yeah. And um, when was the last Final Destination movie? Has it been a while? Okay, no, it wasn't. It's been a long old time, but the the Final Destination already did the modern remake naming convention because the last final destination is called the final destination. So what do this they do? The won't have a capital T. Uh, just <laughs> the, the final uh, destination. Final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. I think it's based on a 
treatment by Watts and some writers on board. One of the guys who wrote the new Scream okay. is on board. What's this? It's here. It says Scream 2021. That's not right. 2022. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just being pedantic. So, yeah, that could be interesting. What else? I think I saw the talking about mentioning teen slashers. I know what you did last summer at a TV show. He's got the bloody axe. Oh. Figurative axe oh. after just one season. And you know what? I had a funny old feeling about it and I steered clear. Did you guys go anywhere near I didn't even know it came out. Was, I mean, there's, there's just too much stuff coming out. I just yeah. can't keep up with it at the minute. There's endless yeah. stuff. And I think that's the same we were just talking about TV beforehand. If I, I don't know. I'd have to look into it. Maybe they designed it with the idea that it was going to be a self-contained series. But I feel like a lot of TV now comes out with the premise it only works if they get a five series run mm-hmm. and it's going to be building to anything, you know. But mm. and things that looked incredibly promising, like, um, I don't know if either of you have seen any Why the Last Man. Love the book, um, was a little bit hyped to the series coming out. But before I'd seen any, it had already been cancelled. And I know that would have been a series that was built around there being several seasons. And I know that there's tons of campaigns for someone else to pick it up and everything like that but can't help it being very honest like it doesn't fill you with the idea of right i'm going to invest in this first season now given that i know that at the moment there's no plans for any more which sucks because i'm sure people worked incredibly hard on it and it's a great series but like i think "Mm, am i just building myself up for something that will never finish i got about halfway through that series and then when it got cancelled it did kind of hit my Hit my interest in it. I was a bit like, oh, do I want to finish this series? And what if it ends on a cliffhanger? I'll be well annoyed. Did the same for me with um, Santa Clarita Diet. Loved the first two seasons. I was dead into the third season. And then I heard as I was halfway through the third season that it had been cancelled. The curse yeah, of the show. Netflix series. like Three seasons and then they get done in. Um, but I loved it. But I know that it doesn't, it doesn't conclude at the end. There is I wasn't too bad about it not concluding because if it felt like that wasn't the strong point of the show for me, like the, the overall uh, overarching story. What they're so saying. great. All the stuff I've seen was fantastic. Just like, it was just seeing Tim Oliphant dealing with the situation of his wife becoming a zombie. It was just He's so, so funny. put upon in that whole series. <laughs> He's so hard done by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a great show. That was uh, surprisingly great. Um, yeah, any other news? Um, I think that might be it. No more news. No more news. There's no more. Oh, wait, here we go. So Ty West is back with an A24 horror movie titled X. Post has been released. The trailer is out tomorrow. Uh, So filmmaker behind the House of the Devil, the Innkeepers, the Sacrament, uh, one of the collaborators on the VHS franchise as well. Don't think we know all that much about it, but uh, it stars Mia Goff, Brittany Snow, Jenna Ortega, and the tagline is dying to show you a good time. So there might be some dying and there might be some good, good times. times. Possibly. We'll, we'll find out with the trailer. Uh, and the only other thing is obviously the brand new Scream movie is out this week. Yeah. Ah! It's good. Watch it, but also kind of cover myself in sanitizer and masks from <laughs> yeah. head to toe. Yeah. Yeah. Not getting well, the uh, lock in. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping. Uh, I think it's already on. I think I've seen some headlines saying it's already based on tickets that have been 
booked pre-sales or whatever um it's already on course to do well at the box office which is obvious really isn't it but yeah yeah Yeah, you think it's going to do well i got some emails from various cinema chains that have my email address saying oh yeah biggest horror movie of the year guys biggest horror movie yes yeah. january as well. that's fine a bit of a wasteland for cinema releases usually but you know that's a big one then again they can throw these they can throw these words out. i'm sure no one's auditing them i'm not going to yeah. go back to them if they if so if, if when halloween comes out in november <laughs> october and they get biggest halloween movie i'm not gonna get um guys Hang on a minute. you already called that in january yeah which one is it what, what am I mean? supposed to wish? What am I supposed to believe? Make your fucking mind up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that. Have you guys seen anything this week of of note? I'll be honest, I haven't. I don't know why. It's, I mean, I go through different phases, but um, sometimes all I want to play is video games, and that's all I've been doing this week is playing uh, more of that VR Walking Dead game, Satan Sinners. I mean, there's nothing quite like being surrounded by zombies and picking up a frying pan and wanging them in the head and then grabbing a screwdriver and sticking it in their eyeballs. It is a really fun game. Like just the overall general mechanics of it is really good. And like, I always say this with VR games, it doesn't matter what videos you you watch. It does not, even because it's like quite a low, low uh, poly art style. Like it's like a cell shaded telltale style cartoon, whatever that they were doing on the telltale games. It's gone for the same art style on this. Uh, but when you're in VR, the scale of it is completely different. Like it feels, I don't know, it feels real when like you're suddenly surrounded by zombies, even just ten, and they're all coming towards you from different angles. It genuinely feels like you're about to get mugged. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been playing that. I've also been playing The Outer Wilds, which is like a, a big indie game. It's not horror, however, it's like a, how to describe? It? It's like a space exploration Groundhog Day game. Um, is it called the outer wilds the outter wilds yeah i i played the first like oh, few minutes i, I thought you said well, outer worlds but strip but same yeah weird. came out the same year as well uh the thing is i was talking to duncan about this as well um if you like the first like 20 minutes aren't aren't i, I didn't think i was gonna enjoy it like it, i don't know there's something about it, the first 20 minutes that weren't really speaking to me and then you, you go off onto space and you kind of basically the game just says right do whatever you want go to wherever you want and explore whatever you want and then within seconds i accidentally flew into the sun i uh got eaten by a giant space fish and then i slipped and fell into a black hole and i was like this is pretty cool like, uh, the amount then, of like and then you picked up the game and started playing like, <laughs> <laughs> it is it's a really good game if you like that kind of exploration thing where you like breath of the wild or subnautica where you can pretty much just do whatever you want. It's got spooky bits. It's got fun, uh, like gobsmacking, amazing bits. Like, oh, there's a whole city inside the core of this planet. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I've heard it's fantastic. I need to go and give it another go. Obviously, the, the games to play list is worse than my films to watch list. So maybe one yeah. day. We, should do, we still need to do uh, a new, like, horror game episode i think yeah uh, just play a load mm. tons of indie horror games or something there's tons out there yeah uh so you've not not seen anything really then just been playing that seen any we've been watching um more supernatural which uh yeah, you on that series aren't you what season are you on now luke i think like season five but i tend to, to go fair, although we said like uh me and kat are gonna watch it all together 
I, I just let her get on with it every now and again. <laughs> and I just jump Hang in. a minute. They always do the, the recaps and um, the, like the, the story episodes that are kind of doing the overarching story kind of don't interest me that much. But it's the months of the week stories that are really oh, yeah. fun. And when they do like meta episodes and stuff, they're, they're, they're good. I don't know what to say. It's just kind of, it feels like a guilty pleasure for some reason, Supernatural. I don't know what it is, but... The, the, I don't know, they're good. good I times. think it's one of those things like, like I think it's so used to being judgment and stuff like that. You enjoy what you enjoy. I know you're a big uh, Riverdale fan these days as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a Riverdale fan, uh, especially this last season. It's not good at all. Uh, but it is a sight to behold. It's one of the weirdest TV shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, almost <laughs> as weird as American Horror Story. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Andy? Have you seen anything? Um, yeah, I've been um, again. I had a few more days after Luke and I spoke, where I was still in the house, so I caught up on another couple of movies. And after uh, I've been making an effort to catch up on things, especially a couple of things that got mentioned on our end of the year episode. So I watched um, since we were last together. I watched Possum. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's deeply unpleasant throughout, isn't it? <laughs> It's horrific. Yeah. Like the whole the whole thing of the film. You guys both seen Possum? I yeah. haven't actually. Um oh. but I know it's Matthew Holness, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like got a it feels like every second of the movie has like a like a sheen over it. Like everything about it is just slightly grubby and puts you like very at, grubby. At like ill at ease for the entire durations like oh something wrong's happening here something wrong's happening the whole time and you know without going to others there isn't anything actually that's apart from like the very end there's not anything that's particularly intensive or or violent a lot of it is suggested or just just visually unsettling throughout mm. but um yeah it was Good, not necessarily enjoyable, but it's a it's a very well made movie. Uh, I think Sean Sean Harris has got like one of the best faces in. Yeah, I think like him and uh, who's the, so in Green Knight. There's yeah. Sean Harris plays the king. The guy who plays the Green Knight who's also in The Witch. Those two people have got such unique. Ralph Ineson. Yeah, such unique English voices accents and like i don't know unique characters uh they're really interesting both of them yeah agree so yeah. i appreciated but not necessarily enjoyed that because it was a uh, real creep fest throughout and then after one of luke's recommendations i watched come true how uh, mm. i know it's not for everyone no it's 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 good like i totally got what you were saying luke about it like, i think that there are a few things I've seen that have such great like nightmare imagery because it is abstract enough that like but you can you can imagine these things happening like in the in the nightmare footage it is I've not seen anything done quite like that in uh, in in the same way yeah um, yeah so really really quite compelling stuff I like some of the real world stuff a little less um but it's still really good it's a great it's a great it's a it's a great movie um 
yeah, but particularly striking. I think it's worth seeing for that nightmare imagery alone. I think so. It's something it's like it's the like you said, like some of the most unique horror imagery I think I've ever seen. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. It's it's strange, and it really gets under your skin. Yeah, for sure. I um, hearing having heard you say about it giving you nightmares. I didn't watch it just before bedtime. I uh, watched it in the day. <laughs> yeah. Watched, Smart it, watched it in the day and then a nice little bit of a uh, switch before bedtime to make sure. Yeah. Just extra safe. Cleanse. Got to clear yeah. yourself. Yeah. Got cleanse. But yeah, that's the that's the cleanse the brain. That's the main stuff. Other than that, I'm just chipping away little bits of like series and stuff that I'm well behind on. I've started watching The Missing, um, you know, which is where it's it's a BBC series. It has uh, like a detective and a James Nesbitt, yeah. his, kid's, his kid's not about, he's gone, he's missing, in fact. Um, watching a bit of that, and I'm catching up with The Mandalorian two years, only two years out, I think I've just finished the first season yeah. of that. And that's pretty Go good. I, I was watching Boba Fett, actually, which was a bizarre experience, um, because, I mean, Boba Fett was my kind of favourite character as a Star Wars kid, and it's, I don't know, it's just weird seeing what, I've, what I used to imagine. And used to like play pretend in my bedroom, yeah. him climbing out the sarlacc pit. It's strange. I mean, that's got to be his own book of stories. That's got to be episode one. <laughs> yeah, him climbing out the sarlacc pit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just get out and go plumbing hell. Wipes his head. Well, oh, stinks. Me, that did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, stinks in there. Uh, is that it? Is that yeah, that's it? it from me. How about you, Ben? Uh, so only a couple of things really I, I watched Scream 4 because it's on Netflix now and I thought you know better watch this because I don't remember all that much about it um, and you know what it's alright I think it's probably my, it is probably my least favourite of all the Scream films I think the finale is pretty fun but everything leading up to that I don't find it all that interesting like you know it was Scream and the mystery of like oh who's the killer going to be with this you're like it's him or her or that person it's not going to be like it's mm. not going to be a massive reveal it's going to be yeah. that so isn't there a, a cold obvious... kid in Scream 4? there oh, is wow. a cold kid yeah there's a cold kid cold kid yeah Karen Culkin. it is Rory Culkin. which one's Rory Culkin? no it he... yeah <laughs> in one um, and also I'm not sure I'm entirely convinced by the killer's motive I know that's kind of the thing in Scream like really like Scream 1 sure Scream 2, definitely. I get the motive, 100%. Scream 3, oh, it felt like it was reaching. Scream 4, I'm like, well, bottom of the barrel stuff in terms of motives. The thing so, is, like, serial killers don't tend to have motives per se, right? They just tend to have, like, um, types of kills they like to do or pe- of types of people they like to kill. I wonder if there are any serial killers. I mean, how many serial killers are there who only kill people... They've kind of got a target. They've kind of got a target. Like, this is the person I want to kill. So I'm going to kill everyone around that person. Like, that doesn't tend to happen. So, Scream is quite unique in that sense. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing Um, the motives off for number number five next, well, end of this week, maybe even. But I saw that you you were sharing about the poster, right, Ben? It said, the killer is on this poster. Yeah. Of course, he's on the back. You can see him. (laughs) Big giant face. (laughs) Big giant ghost, ghost face. There he is. Spotted him. (laughs) <laughs> it's getting so meta now, isn't it? So obviously they've done the meta slasher, meta sequel, meta 
reboot as such. So, Scream 4 is treated like a bit of a soft reboot. I guess they kind of discuss it. So now, sequel. I've, I've heard um, 20 years after the original. Radio Silence is saying they wanted to honor Wes Craven and do something that Wes Craven would like to do. So I've got a feeling it's going to be a new nightmare sort of situation. Mm, but that would we'll... be interesting. Yeah. We'll see. Honestly, I don't know. That would be the biggest meta twist at all. If I if I've called this guys, I'm sorry, but what if it turns out to be Freddy, and this is actually a Freddy reboot? He wants disguised to be what as <laughs> all this time. What is it? And yeah, and it's just oh, this is a nightmare, you bad. And then yeah, that's me, Freddy. Boo. Me, Freddy. <laughs> Bang. The toast face. Yeah. I'm a the toast face killer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then also we watched um, Interview with a Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles. Vampire Chronicles, yes. Yes, indeed. A little bit of... Uh, so obviously we decide, decided to do this because Anne Rice uh, passed away last late last year. Um, and I think this was a film that we maybe mentioned as covering before, but we never really got around to it. So definitely... That's the time. Now is the time, so... Um, interview with the vampire, the vampire chronicles. I guess it was named that with the intention of this was going to be possibly a series. I keep calling of it interview with a vampire. I don't know. I keep doing that. I've, I think I've always I've seen called it, it interview it with both, a vampire. But which is correct? Oh, interesting. Have you seen it as both? I've, is it the Mandela effect? Yeah. That or the. <laughs> it's the bloody Mandela effect. Uh, okay, <laughs> so interview with the vampire. Um, is a 1994 American gothic horror film directed by Neil Jordan based on Anne Rice's 1976 novel of the same name starring Tommy Cruz and Braddy Pitt. That's how they like to be known. Um, a vampire tells his epic life story. Love, betrayal, loneliness and hunger. That's not an interesting part of the story. I was hungry this day. I'm not interested. Give it a... Give it a <laughs> you all get hungry, mate. What's your also, hunger so much special? Yeah. Also, epic life story. Like it takes place over a qu- quite a lot of time, but then it skips a huge amount of time. Oh, and then nothing much happened between all this time. And then in the eighties, I decided yeah. to... yeah, two hundred years passed. There was a war on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. No point, I feel like it? we got we got more from like the intro to Wolverine. Remember when it showed him for right? he's in the yeah. he's, a, he's at the yeah. war, he's doing a war. Yeah, they should have done the intro to 13 Ghosts. It's like the camera just spinning around in a kitchen and you see time passing. Just have yeah. Brad Pitt in different clothes, different, different po- yeah. parts of the house, doing different dances. Eating the rats. Like starts to get more 80s <laughs> boogie in as he goes through. <laughs> Disco in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so reviews for this, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics consensus is 64%. Uh, the users uh, have given it 84%. That's out of 100%. On IMDb, it's at 7.5 out of 10, right in the uh, the pocket. And on Letterboxd, it's 3.5 out of 5. Some choice reviews here. Ben Shaloner said, there are some great moments in Neil Jordan's vampire opus, but unfortunately, it is buried deep within a pretentious and wanky coffin. Three stars. It's an interesting point of view. Uh, Dante from the DMC series said, don't think less of me for saying this, but I would do terrible, disgusting things to 1994 Tom Cruise. Five stars. I don't know what kind of disgusting things they uh, would like to do. Dip them in some poo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, a lot of people, I've got to say, um, on the negative reviews, so many people were like, this movie sucks. Get it? Was, <laughs> so many people are saying the same joke. This movie is dead. <laughs> Sticks of <bad>. garlic. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, this is an interesting movie. I... Um, I'm not familiar with the Anne Rice novels. I know some people went through phases in the in the teens where they just read loads of vampire vampire. Is this where kind of the whole sexy vampire thing came from? Uh, yeah, I guess so. It might. I mean, it must be. I mean, I, there there's some differences between the movie and the book. Um, hmm. Some quite significant differences, I think. But in terms of like having these main characters who are obviously sexy obviously i mean that's come on let's not let's not i mean it's like two of the biggest when this movie come out like 1994 yeah two of the biggest biggest hollywood movie men well i was gonna say like (laughs) hunks movie blokes two of the biggest hunks of the month (laughs) in the same film and then antonio banderas as well who's obviously probably so three hunky boys in this film Three hunky boys. boys at the height of their at the height of their powers as well. I'd say at the absolute constantly calling each other beautiful. Actually, I suppose it's only Antonio Banderas who keeps calling Bradford beautiful. Like um, <laughs> there's a there's a, hell, there's a hell of a lot of like sexual tension in these films, but at the same time, it's like it's sexual tension. But I feel like these vampires are more it's more romantic than I feel because I feel like. Yeah. Vampires aren't really interested in sexy time, are they? They just want to suck some blood. The sexy side feels quite inert in this film. Yeah. But I don't know if castrated, let's say. But I don't know if that's um yeah. I think uh, from the time it was being made. Yeah. Could you yeah. have made could you have made it now and that would be more I think if you made it as like a premium TV show, which I was gonna say, I would say this would work really well as if it's yeah. like over a longer period of time, lots of that you follow Brad Pitt around the world, lots of stuff in New Orleans. I think they would definitely be having I think... sex at least five times an episode. Yeah, you'd be <laughs> I think the chop Queen, Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned is more sexually charged, isn't it? If I remember correctly, there's definitely Queen some the like Damned. there's definitely is some like bathtub action. If I remember, I can't remember if it's a bathtub of blood or not. Um, maybe with like death tones in the soundtrack. What? So it's definitely a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this is a bit more inert, I guess. Yeah, because I don't know, vampires come across as being, to a degree, asexual, I guess. Well, I'm, I'm just kind of think because, I mean, you've got, I guess they've always been a bit sexy. Bella Lugosi has a certain charm to him. But I I mean, I'm thinking like the Nosferatu style vampires. I mean, some people would, you know, there's <laughs> someone for everyone. But like, it seems to come to a point where vampires are like, you assume they're sexy. Like, yeah. um, I mean, I think just like blade. in the in the um, in the gen in the, the like makeup of the vampire myth and legend. Yeah, there's something about like obviously that um, youth uh, never end. What word am I thinking of? Youth, like youth. eternal yeah. youth, eternal youth. That's the word I was thinking of. Eternal, and I kept thinking about a different uh, '90s girl band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's something about that eternal youth kind of at, kind of lends itself to that fault of mm-hmm. attractiveness whereas if you're old like Lestat appears at one point all old and wrinkly and crinkly he's been at the bottom of a, he's, he's very poorly he's been at the bottom of a swamp for weeks uh, then not so much 
a, a lot of yeah. it, I guess, though, how much of the the portrayal of like a sexy vampire is, and they take some time to throw some shade at um, Bram Stoker as part of the yeah. film. Like how oh, much yeah. of that portrayal is down to um, Anne Rice's work on on vampires? Because if you think about it, like if you think about classic vampire literature, and there's things that predate this as well. Obviously, there are old legends, and there are old, you know, there are, you know, I think if you the first introduction of Dracula on film, I think, is a Russian film that predates even like mm-hmm. um, you know the old Nosferatu, you know, the, the old Nosferatu and stuff, but like. If you look at actually number of words written and amount of content out in the wild, I don't have in front of me how many books in Anne Rice's series there are, but Anne Rice has certainly put more words to paper than Bram Stoker or almost anyone else has in Vampires in the World. So obviously she's hugely influential on how we view the characters now just because of the, the pure volume <laughs> of very, very yeah. successful books, right? That, as you say, there was a period of time that a lot of people had a huge kick on reading them. So I imagine a lot of authors that have done work on vampire fiction since probably list it amongst some of their biggest influences. And I think think you can see with something like Twilight, I mean, I've never seen Twilight, but I'm very aware of it in terms of how it is positioned in popular culture over the last 10 years. I feel like Interview with the Vampire is the perfect amount of horror and like romance gothic romance whereas i feel like twilight feels like the next step onwards where the horror is really getting diluted and really left at the wayside even though vampires in the very nature are something that is more prevalent in in horror as a genre um so yeah i think it's not afraid to show you the the dirty terrifying underbelly of vampire in this uh, vampire society as well as having like this sort of like gothic romance side to it as well there's obviously I think there's some stuff in the book which is a bit more disgusting like I definitely remember a part in the book where it's what well when you get turned into a vampire the first thing you do is void your bowels and I thought probably wouldn't be so cinematic as sex or sexy in this in this film I think I think he does in this actually I I think the camera doesn't (gasps) doesn't roll down tilt down but I think he does you would yeah, the, you would immediately think you'd had a bad you've made a bad choice because like the start and no one mentions this you know, I'm going to give you the choice that I never had okay so um, I imagine they're avoiding the bowels all the time have you ever had a juice cleanse there's like a hundred percent liquid diet it's not there's no fiber in that <laughs> no wonder we have so many outfit changes I mean. <laughs> Lestat, he is a he is a, a bastard. He is he is a shat. Lestat is a shat. He is like a gaslighting, manipulative bastard. But as far as I'm aware, because you kind of get this sense that he's been a vampire for a long time, and he's kind of like toying with with people by turning them into vampires and doing it. But I think he's not actually been a vampire that long. I think this is still the like early years of him of him as a vampire. Get some hobbies like, to stay. You haven't got to be an arsehole all the time. Like I know get there's some no bloody hobbies, you bastard. There's no Nintendo where you live right now, but read a book. People are putting them out all the time. Write a book. Come on, you've got some I mean, stories. I, I, one one big question to ask yourself after watching this: Would you like to be a vampire? Uh, would you like to live eternally and have curly <sighs> blonde hair? I mean, curly blonde hair that you can't change. Good when curly blonde oh, hair. Oh yeah, is you can't fashion. change. 
Yeah, I mean, good. I can't change my hair now, so that wouldn't make any difference. Yes, yeah, curly blonde hair. Like if you're in the seventies, you're loving life. But as soon as the, I don't know, curly blonde hair in the eighties actually probably would have been all right. Yeah. As soon as the nineties <laughs> rolls around, yeah, when you're walking around, yeah, walking around in ninety three, looking like Shirley Temple. <laughs> People just giving you big lollipops why? all the time. <laughs> she didn't have hair about that. What? So why does becoming a vampire for Kirsten Dunst as um, what's her name, Claudia specifically? Why does becoming a vampire for her do her hair as well? Why is it like her a hair is prone to it? Like if she had a, a bit of crust on some bread, it would have done it then as well. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, of course, because she was she was an impoverished child, so probably couldn't afford crusts. <laughs> no, I if think... she'd had any, she'd have had. Curls for days. So obviously, we're supposed to believe that Brad Pitt's character, Louis de Pointe de Lac, um, obviously, he's pretty much he wants to die because his his wife and daughter died, I guess, of some kind of plague like illness or some some illness. You know, back there in is those days, plague. anything to kill you. Yeah, uh... you could die, but you could you could die of a stressful day in those days. <laughs> he says, like, uh, I was I'm 24 now. Looked it's... at a rusty nail. <laughs> ah, tetanus. I um, he said you. I was, I was 24, which back then was a man. I think he means because by 30, most people are dead. By 30, most people are, are done with life. Yeah, and he's a plantation most... owner. He's got slaves, right? As well. I was about to say, yeah, it, yeah. it's positioned as yeah. I was a good man. Yeah, I was a good man who ran a plantation. So you were a. I know, obviously, you know, wasn't frowned upon back then. But yeah, you were a slave owner. Don't lean too much into how much like, of a sound, nah. lovely man you were. He was like, yeah. nah, slaves. They came with the plantation. They came yeah. with the plantation. What are going to do? Just not have slaves? Come on. Yeah, and in many ways, it's worse it. to be wasteful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Piece of shit, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, the whole setup of this film. So Christian Slater uh, is was about to get eaten by Brad Pitt, but then Brad, but then he's he's like a writer or something, like a journalist wannabe, and he's he's interviewing people randomly. So then Brad Pitt invites him into his swanky loft apartment. They're in San Francisco, right? I think at the, at, in the yeah. wraparound. Okay. Modern, it says modern day San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. In 1994. So Brad Pitt, uh, maybe he's lonely or something. I don't know. But he yeah. decides he's, a, he's going to He's had a guts him. for He's had an absolute guts for How did this happen though? Was Christian Slater just going around interviewing everyone in case someone turns out to be a vampire? I think yeah. he mentioned that he he didn't he'd been interviewing like interesting people who seem to have it's a story like, to um, tell. Just you know, interesting. You seem interested. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like what's there's like the famous like photo projects, like the people of New York or something, where they just interview anyone and everyone. So maybe it's just like that kind of thing. Just like a J. Jonah Jameson character has gone, Slater, you get out there and you get me a brilliant story. Bring you'd me come pictures a, come of a... Brad Pitt or vampires. You'd come across some absolute shit if you were doing that though. Can I just interview for this? And you'd start interviewing him, you go, This person's boring as fuck. I don't yeah. I don't get out of this. I don't get out of this. <laughs> Sorry, there's been a death in the family. See you later. Uh, so also Brad Pitt can move very very quickly, like faster than the human eye. But well, he seems to he seems to, that seems to be as proof to Christian Slater. In I'd say his skin him. is proof because you can see his veins through yeah. his. You can see his, his eyes. I'd need more proof than that. Though. I feel like I'd need more proof than that. Yeah. <laughs> also, like it's weird that like he moves so fast, right, but then later Mark? when he's like um, wrestling with the stat in the air, they're just floating around like dandruff. Like it's so soft and floaty. 
they yeah. slowed it down. They are go they are going fast, okay. but they can't show it on yeah. screen. So they slowed yeah. it right down to dandruff it's, speed. It's <laughs> like when you watch a Dragon Ball Z Luke, and they're meant to be moving so quickly that you they're can move so quick that their arms seem to be going up and down. But like never, that. Yeah. Never see them. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. He's like, pre- he goes, oh, "Get off! You're not a vampire." He goes, "All right, watch how fast I turn this light on." And he's behind him. He's like, how did you know? Just a few. That's simple, all yeah. the proof I a, need. Record. And it was like just a few simple gestures, mate. Basically, I pressed the switch, but I did it so quickly. Thing is, Christian Slate is actually just having it. tiny seizures, and he's just like his eyes go blank for a second. And at that time, I mean, I do it to cat all the time. She has uh, absent seizures. You just walk around <laughs> different parts of the room. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a second, then. You thought you blinked, but actually you didn't. I just turned the lights on off again real quick. You didn't Sometimes, even see it. Do you ever get that light where you, you're not too sure? Did I blink then or did the lights cut out? <laughs> when that happens to you, this Still is like a glitch in the matrix thing. If you ever think that's happened to you, listeners in real life, a vampire has just turned your lights on and off real quick. Yeah. Simple gestures. They've come in stolen your, your crusty bread. And the to, to make the, to make the hair curly enough, <laughs> yeah. you can't even cut it. That's depressing. Like you cut it down to a little, like I mean, short be... pixie cut. I mean, that's what happens to hair anyway. I mean, it, it grows back. I mean, not as quick. But how did a hair like? If a hair is invincible now, wouldn't it just grow forever like Rapunzel? It seems like they they like go into like a, a default mode. Uh, this is how you look from now on. I'm surprised Brad Pitt's hair doesn't wrestle itself out of the ponytail at the start of the film because yeah. it's like this isn't how you're <laughs> supposed is... to look. Oh, it's that yeah. age old thing about Superman. You know, people say Superman, he's bulletproof. How does he get his hair cut then? How does he cut his toenails? You don't see like, do cuts like... his laser eyes in the mirror. Yeah. You don't see him really <laughs> himself a shape. Shapes. It's like yeah. lasers. He <laughs> like, goes yeah, like yeah. buzz eyed and stuff to like laser his beard. It rebounds <laughs> off. Um... Classic. But on this one, it does make you think if Lestat came and gave you the choice that he never had and said, right, um, do you want to be a vampire? If you've made the decision, yes, please. You'd probably say on that day, rather than rather than going and watching your last sunrise, what you'd probably want to do is make sure that everything was, you want your hair just so, your beard just so, cut your nails. Can you imagine constantly just having your nails slightly too long and needing them Lestat's cutting nails, nails time? too long. It looks like a very classical guitar. That's probably why he's such a dick. He's like, yeah, vampire. My nails are always going to be slightly too long. <laughs> well, I, I, I just, just figured that was his vampire in this. Like, as your teeth grow, your nails grow. Could they? His nails are kind of like a little bit like clawish as well. I kept thinking, do they just need them to like cut necks and stuff? But then Tom Cruise has got a little thimble finger. That he uses yeah. to cut yeah, things. He's got a special a little letter neck, neck thimble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is handy, you know? You know, yeah, you'd want to make sure everything. What if you had, like, you know, what does it extend to? Is it just hair and nails? What if you had a bogey at the time that turned you into a vampire? That's going to keep regenerating. Oh, like, God. <laughs> just hanging out of the nostril right there. You know, got some, nose. some acne right on the nose. Oh, bloody hell. I wasn't feeling like I had some extra pounds that year as well. I couldn't get rid of them in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need just to turn in me, will you? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, basically, oh, we cut to 200 years earlier. New Orleans, 
It says here, 1791, Spanish Louisiana. Hmm. Okay, that's... is that it's an interesting way? But then, I guess it just, I don't know, why are they called that? That's not so what I it's think called, it's just it? Louisiana, but I think like it was in, Spanish at the time. It was, like yeah, I guess, Creole... I guess like it was a territory of Span of Spanish, of, of Spain. Spanish. <laughs> I don't think it lasted long. Looking here, it says from 1762 to 1801. Ah, so it's a short span. So short lived. 40 years. If she tells me it's Spanish, then. Span yeah, rice. we'll believe Anne Rice. We'll believe Anne Rice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, Louis slash Brad Pitt, his his wife and kid are dead. He's got a lovely statue up of him saying they're dead. And he's he's sick of it. He's had a gut fall. And I'd be quite happy to be dead as well. So he plays a bit of cards. Um, he's doing all right at cards. Um, he's he's got all those aces and a guy he's playing against. He's for somebody who doesn't care about stuff, he's putting a show on. He's like, one yeah. ace. <laughs> Two aces. Show off. Three aces. And the guy is livid. He's like, how many booming aces are in that deck? So just, just these four. But he's really cross about it. He pulls a gun at him and he's like, go on then. Shoot us in the heart. This bit. Shoot us right here if you've got a bollocks. And he doesn't. And he goes, oh, livid. He just goes off. You've had me. And... um He's just lording it about not caring when um, he goes off to um, snog a sex worker when who should turn up? He goes, oh, I was looking for someone to shoot me in the chest. Sometimes I was looking for, you know, all sorts of stuff. It wasn't that I was a bad bloke. It's just that I like to gamble and and sleep about with sex workers because I, I was dead sad about it. Feel bad for me. I could just stay in tonight, but you know what? There was no Netflix then, was there? No Netflix, exactly. So he's out and about on the on the Raz, and um, Lestat sees him go out. He's there, and he um, he's about to get mugged. Some fella goes, here, gives you money, but then he gets choked in the sea. You just hear a splash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Lestat grabs Louis and does... Is it? Does he grab him straight away and just takes him Think up so. in a takes float, him, floaty suck? <laughs> he takes him up, bites yeah. him a bit, and goes, "Do you still, do you still fancy dying?" And he goes, uh, and goes "All right, drop you in the sea then." Yeah. Uh, so he obviously senses there's something about him. Whether he finds, well, I don't know, whether he just thinks he'd make a nice vampire sidekick. Likes his lustrous hair. Yeah. I wonder what happened yeah. to Lestat's last vampire sidekick. Hey? Did he? Well, did he have a vampire sidekick? I know he had a master sort of guy. Yeah, he's but... like chipped off to America pretty much on his own, hasn't he? So they were all in Europe, yeah, vampiring about there, and he's gone. We don't understand exactly what happened, but I imagine at some point because um, Antonio Banderas wasn't a big. He knew Lestat, but he wasn't a big fan. So I can only imagine yeah. at some point they get oh, sick of you, mate. <laughs> Chuff off to the new world, will you? And he goes, all right, I will. <laughs> Have you um, heard? Lestat has gone to America. Fuck off. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? I saw him on the boat this morning, this evening. There is something about the whole like vampires in old New Orleans vibe that is very, very cool. Southern vampires. Um, I don't know. Like, it, I feel like I've read a few. I mean, I've been playing The Walking Dead, that sort of set in New Orleans. There's something about New Orleans and horror. Uh, especially old yeah. world horror. It, it, it's 
they go together quite nicely. It's a, spooky, it's a spooky town, isn't it? It's New Orleans. Spooky. Big fan of really show my age here. Gabriel Knight. What an excellent point and click adventure. That's all New Orleans. This little investigator. Picks up a copy of the newspaper, solves some voodoo-related murders. Good times. Yeah. Uh, Princess and the Frog, the Disney film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some great musical numbers. And there's a spooky voodoo... Uh... A voodoo man. Voodoo man, yeah. Um, but first, before any of those things, there's vampires there um, yeah. 200 years ago. Um, so the stat goes, right, if you don't fancy, if you don't fancy dying, I'll uh, come and see you another time. He drops him in the sea. Um, and then the next thing... Um, is, I mean, if I was Louis, I was like, does, does anything involve me not getting dropped into the sea? I mean, can I just not be dropped into the can sea? Can you put me Put me down gently, and rather than being all cryptic about it, uh, Lestat, can we have a chat about what exactly you're offering me here? But he doesn't. He drops him in the sea and chuffs off after he's had a bit of blood from him. Yeah. And then, has he? He's not a vampire yet, but he's poorly. He's in bed. <laughs> been drained of blood. Yeah, he has been, Yeah, he's going to die. Um, regardless, I think in one way or another, he's either going to die and become a vampire, or he's just going to die. I think that's what happens. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Lestat leaves out some details doesn't he? he kind of sells him the sells him down the river with the the big dream of being a vampire so oh, you live forever uh it'll be, he pops it'll to be... see him in his sick bed he turns up and he goes all right me again um so if you um <laughs> don't drop yeah, me in the sea again he said no no you're in bed this time not gonna drop me in the sea but um basically um you'll notice that you're absolutely sick of it yeah, you're real sad. Food doesn't taste nice. Drink doesn't taste nice. Hang on a minute. Um, That's the lyrics to that song, Brian Adams and yeah, Melanie C. Even food don't taste that good. Drink it too much. Your wife Adam- and daughter are dead. <laughs> Brian Adams and Mel C were actually singing about the big moral quandary of becoming a vampire when you're yeah. sick of your family being dead. I haven't heard that in a long time. Wow. Maybe when you're gone <laughs> into death Maybe 200 years ago. From the plague. <laughs> um, yeah, he realises he's in love. Um, so yeah, he says, I'll tell you, I won't drop me in the sea this time, but <laughs> he, he does the lyrics to Baby When You're Gone and says, if you fancy being a vampire, I'll meet you down the cemetery uh, this evening if you like uh, and we'll, Sounds we'll, ominous. we'll we'll take it from there no time for any more details goodbye um, so there's Louis, a moment also when Louis sees his last sunrise as well without knowing it's going to be his last sunrise because I guess those details aren't sort of put across are they there's no disclaimer or small print that Lestat puts across to Louis you will have to give up sunrises. That is part <laughs> of the deal. My bloody favourite time of the day. Technically, and you're giving up sunsets as well because you can't see them. You've got to wait until it's already gone. So you've given up two things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how often <laughs> do you see sunrises? Most people, even if they're up at that time, aren't looking out the window and going, oh, look at that. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> I mean, they make for nice photos. Look at that, yeah. Especially when you, you look at that, that sunrise protect- again. Can't get enough of them. Can't get enough. Are you doing that thing where you pretend to hold the sun in between your fingers and get someone to take a photo? Because that's great, isn't it? Everyone loves that. It's probably why you don't get so many vampires in, you know, in Japan, the land of the rising sun. One of the things your country is 
famously named for all over the world can't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, you live in the land of the rises. Don't talk about that. Honestly, does my head in. Like, it's not not the best thing, you know. There's other things. Also, like you have to be really picky on like your uh, air travel. Like you can't get a flight if you're dead hard to work out. Like, what time is it going to be when we land? Are we going to see a sun at some point in the flight? Is is the person next to me going to have the window up? I need like, to know. I mean, it's almost like that's now. But like they, they travel on boats all the time. There, you probably can't predict what time of day you're going to get in. If like they I take all these the people... transatlantic things, they'll be like, oh, I'll get off in a bit. Just gonna... Thank you, wakey. <laughs> ah! it's almost, I've always thought this of vampires. Like, sure, there is, uh, you're immortal because you live forever, but yeah. you're more susceptible to death than humans, aren't you? Surely, because literally just be, like by half of the day might kill you. Yeah, half of the day yeah. might kill you. Like modern, vam- modern vampires, not so bad because they've got on their iPhones. Actually, vampires are baddies, so Apple wouldn't let them use the things that they'd have on their Android phones. The thing that says on your weather app what time the sun's going to come up. So it'd be like blackout, blackout curtains as well. It'd be like 6:30, 6:35, the sun will be up. So play it safe. Back for quarter two. If, make sure I'm in. But if yeah. you live in the UK, we haven't got basements. We've just got you know. You just have to rely on your curtain pole not falling down. <laughs> I mean, that's too. <laughs> I mean, that's too. too has that's that ever too, happened? Like, all the time, I get in poles. Always popping off the thing, yeah. Um, I don't delivery. Know if I People think ever so rude. Also, just always have like a, an emergency dressing gown to like chuck over you at any point. I mean, I'm, the thing is, vampires. That's good advice. Nowadays. That's good advice for anybody, not just vampires. Always have That's an just... emergency dressing gown. You never know when you need one. See you later. Yeah. All right. Okay. So um, he goes to the graveyard. The New Orleans graveyard. Um, he says goodbye to the sun, and then he says, "All right, Lestat, how's this going to work?" Instantly, Lestat's on his neck. He's all right. Yeah. He didn't even wait for an answer. He just yeah. seems that he's it. turned up. He didn't even need to do that, did he? The bastard. No. But and then also, he does this thing. It goes through me so much. Yeah. In, when people bite their wrists to like yeah. uh, open the vein, it's weird. It's okay with vampires, I suppose. But when you see people in films do it. When they're not vampires, I mean, is that even possible? Can, even thinking about it, it's kind of get, giving me the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it possible? Will it stop? I don't think oh, it will. God. They just keep yeah. going. Getting, getting a vein like a bit of red licorice. And also, oh, Brad, God, don't, Brad, don't. Brad, <laughs> Brad Pitt drinks from uh, Tom Cruise's wrist like a thirsty, hungover man who's woken in the middle of the night <laughs> and even the concept of water is so far removed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That he's, he's like, get it down, he's woke, woken up, drained dry, and someone just slid a Capri Sun next to his Yeah. Arm. It's like he's trying to get the very last bit of the Capri Sun out. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise takes a, has a little slash at his wrist and goes, doesn't have to wind it up first. He goes, could leave you today. Or give me a little... Uh, Give me a little drop of this. You'll see you're right. And he goes, yeah, he's, he's a wine merchant. He's a wine <laughs> yes. Can't, but he's always on that guy. Never just, oh, just be normal, yeah. Tom. <laughs> so when, so when Louis becomes a vampire, obviously he goes through the whole process of essentially dying. Shits like his pants. body, his body dies. He shits his pants and then everything changes <laughs> around it. Everything changes, but you. Why yeah, can he rest the same forever now? <laughs> Why? Why he looks at like a statue and it like opens its eyes? Isn't why is it, that is, a thing? It's just, is it a statue of his wife? And she's like, mm, "Sorry for you, mate. We're all right goes, in heaven. You're, you're a idiot. ghoulie now." I don't know. It's a bit weird. 
Um, Maybe it's in his head. It stresses me out because I feel like I'm quite, uh, I'm quite like sound, you know, susceptible to like all the sounds around me. It can, it can be quite overwhelming at times. I feel like if I was a vampire, I'd just be like, oh God, Jesus, too much happening all around me. You can hear turn the, into one of heart- those quiet place things. You'd be thumping I can hear, people. <laughs> I can hear the heartbeat of a gnat somewhere. Yeah. Shut up. I guess you just like have yeah. Um, Earphones on all the time. Yeah, you'd be right now, Ben. Noise cancelling earphones. Seventeen ninety one. They should put some of those noise cancelling headphones on the leggy venoms in the quiet place. Yeah, chill. <sighs> what does it creep up behind them and go? Boop. Maybe that. Not like you. Oh, now, thank you. Sorry, I've been so so off. It's Sorry. Been, uh... <laughs> Sorry, I've been so leggy. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, they don't have that right now. So he he sees the world change around him. Like at first, though. From everything I've gathered in this film, when you first have that little bit of vampire blood, it doesn't give you a tummy ache to begin with, doesn't it? Mm. Like, oh, it's one of those. It's like like... The, after the first coffee in the morning. Oh god! <laughs> you gotta go. What coffee are you drinking? Uh, too much. Uh, uh, bleach, bleach again. Um, oh so I think it's all going. It's all going okay. He he we goes get... home. Um, yeah. and then I think um, but he's very sad because he realises he's going to have to drink human blood yeah that's the first thing that's the first sort of clash they have right so at first they're in a lovely time they're out at the Weatherspoons um, they're, they're, they're literally down the pub this is the thing right it gets probably so the many times. Today. They're, not, they're not careful at all they're literally yeah Yeah. they've got a booth at oh, the yeah. pub but they're literally out at the pub and there's a lady there who I think in the credits, she comes up as like New Orleans, like sex worker, prostitute, whatever. But effectively, oh, she's also delivering. She's also delivering their drinks. So she is like the local bar woman. She's like, oh, have, have a have a blast of this wine. Honestly, you'll never drink any <laughs> other wine again. And he's like, oh, and Tom Cruise, he's a smooth, smooth guy. He's like, tell you what, I've heard your your lips are, are pretty much. Sweet. And he uses a bit of his vampire magic, so she's into it, and he has some of her blood. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
glamour. Yeah. He's like, oh. Jedi mind trick. Yeah, he goes, you want to give me a bit of your blood? She goes, all right then. And he's having a, having a blast she's, on her blood. And she goes, always. Oh, well into it. Yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah. he's, he's Brad Pitt. Is this not good as, is Brad well, a bit. as good as snogging as you are? And he goes, have a go. And he, and he, <laughs> and, um, and she does. And he's biting her on the lips, having some blood out. Yeah. Um, and Brad Pitt goes, tell you what, Tom Cruise, this blood is delicious. Shan't kill her though. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I've done it. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't kill her. Already have. What are you going to do about that? What do you think uh, blood tastes like to a vampire? Do you think it's like, I don't know, it tastes different, like sweet or something? Coke, or Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah. The nicest tasting drink in the world. It makes your tea, makes your tea feel a bit furry. Yeah. Well, they've got um, such big ones. Yeah. So they can brush them oh, I, bet, I bet it's just like a lovely cold water, like when you are parched. Because nothing beats that. I don't know, it seems a bit too thick for that. Like, do you think they yeah. drink water as well? No, I think they have no, to. They can't have, they no. can't have anything. Yeah, they no. can't, they can't, can't enjoy anything. it. I think they can't even, even that... enjoy a Wrigley's. They can't even drink their own saliva. <laughs> Did you just say they can't even... <laughs> They're not allowed to swallow chewing. Yeah, maybe they can't even enjoy a Wrigley's. Yeah, they can just enjoy the flavour of mint. Can't even enjoy a fucking Wrigley's. I reckon it is. I reckon it's life-giving, like having a Coke. I went for a run the other day and I was a bit... I was done in afterwards. Coke is good for that. And then Karen goes, nip in the the M&S. You faded a bit. Go and get yourself a sugary Coke. Pay the sugar sugar tax. (laughs) I was was fading out. Disappearing like I'd been infinity gauntleted. Uh, And I was disappearing. (laughs) I just got in there and got a... um, Got a sugary coke, and all my all my like color contrast came back in as soon as I had a sip of it. I reckon yeah. it's, <laughs> like it's you blipped in. Yeah, you should have just done that to Spider-Man after he turned to dust. Pour a bit of coke. coke on him. It's like, oh, thank goodness. My go to is, uh, liquid in the universe. My go to is Lucas Aid Sport. You know the um, oh yeah, orangey one brings me back to life. What about you, if Ben? What's, poorly, your, what's your vampire's blood? Um, I think. Yeah, Lucas Aid Sport is pretty good, you know, because I think when you've been... It's that glucose, isn't it? In, it's that bloody glucose. <laughs> it's bloody glucose. Glucose. That's not right. I think she's uh, Glenn Close, I think it is. Glenn Close. Yeah, if I've been, like, playing, I don't know, playing football or something, if I have a sip of water, I still feel a bit, like, empty, a bit like running on empty. Like, I'm, it's all sloshing about in my belly, but it's not doing me any good. Uh, orange Lucas Aid Sport just seems to, like, re- revitalise you, brings you back yeah. to life. Yeah. Those isotoners, you're glowing like the ready break man you are. <laughs> is it? Is Ben all right? I'm fine. Oh, I'm no, absolutely he's, fine. He's fading out like, like Marty McFly's done something in the in the past. He's fading away. You get like a, you get like a Lucas Aid in your yeah. Coke, and you are. I reckon that's what it tastes like to him. Blooming like can't get Lucas Aid Sport. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they're like uh, leaving teeth marks and everything. They they sleep in coffins for some reason. I don't know why that's like something they have to do. Because they seem to like um, poo poo a lot of things that are quite <laughs> that are I quite. Like that term. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> Certain things about vampire lord that are like commonplace. Yeah. Like uh, oh, have you got Garlic. a reflection? Garlic, all that stuff to go absolute nonsense. Yeah, they've got reflections for days. Witterings, witterings, and nonsense. They slag off Bram Stoker, don't they? Go, yeah, witterings of a shithead Irish. They do do have reflections because Claudia looks in the mirror after she cuts her hair and sees it and goes, (laughs) I mean, that one, yeah, I guess it wouldn't work for the plot if if they couldn't see the reflections. 
Um, so, I mean, it's a bit later on we're talking about how uh, Lestat is like biting and nibbling and everything. People seem to like it. There's a bit where he's like biting the girl's rib cage, and she's loving it. She's like, this is the best thing I've ever experienced in my life. And Maybe then she like looks down, bit... she's covered in blood, and she goes, oh, hang on. Hang on a minute. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> like when you're a kid, though, isn't it? You know, when you've been falling over and you've skinned your knees until you've looked at your knees and seen that you've yeah. bleeding. You're fine. You're like, like a toddler who's oh, falling over. A, if Lestat like, did it, Lestat, like, laughed and made out it wasn't a bad thing, she would have gone, hey, it's not actually that bad, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was playing when I was playing like football and some astroturf, like when I was in school, this kid like ran over to us and like fell, but like slid on his knees, and his knees were like all bleeding and just like pouring with blood. And we all went, oh, we all went, oh, like that. And he went, Don't even hurt me. And just walked off hobbling. Like, <laughs> oh, what a fool. He should know, like, like, AstroTurf is like you've been wounded by a Nazgul blade, it never heals. <laughs> all the little bits, all the little bits. Yeah, if you fall on AstroTurf, you need elvish medicine, or you're fucked. <laughs> so you're done. So, but yeah, that um, woman doesn't have any elvish medicine. Yeah, so, um, Louis's like, I ain't killing the dough, let's start. Don't even, don't even ask us to, and he goes, That's right, I did it. I got her with my I got her with my thimble in the wrist while you were having a drink from her face. Yeah. So um, Louis just goes about sucking off rats. But they just leave her at the table at the pub that she works at. Like, so when do they have to move every 10 minutes? Because surely, even though they're no like see- vampires, it's like you've left a dead woman on this table. Yeah. Mm. There's no CCTV. There's no uh what else? Fingerprint. <laughs> I can't think of words like Jesus. There's no forensics. Forensics. So, oh, Grissom Andy. isn't coming round and going. Yeah. No. You could, you could do clues. a murder and just leave a body there and leave a trail of bodies in your well, wake and no, tooth no, marks no, in the necks. But yeah, it's, it's, it's them two. Know. Them two men with pointy teeth. I bet who's done this. <laughs> those those rich guys. That well-known landowner <laughs> that lives around here. Do you reckon it was? He was sitting at this table a minute ago, wasn't it? Before and there was make a assumptions. Can't make yeah, assumptions. Um, so he manages to hold off biting, uh, killing and drinking anyone, but then he gives in to Tandy Newton, who is his uh, slave oh, slash. Kills a couple of poodles first as well. Oh yeah, this oh, is, yeah. they go to a, they go to a fancy party, don't they? Because it says, and it, this is what it says. Oh, the stat he kills about three people a night. First he likes, first he likes he likes to start the day with like quite a quite a young woman. Then he fancy then he likes a fancy boy in the middle. <laughs> and then he and then he and then he French tends fancy. to finish then he, I like then a French fancy to... in the middle as well yeah <laughs> then he tends to pink ones are best obviously yeah um, the chocolate ones are, they're all a bit much actually yeah, I can eat half a bit rich <laughs> and, then he fin- and then he finishes the day with a um, then he finishes the day with a rich person yeah it's the thing like there is something a bit noncy I can't think of any other word to describe it. Sorry. Yeah. See about the old. Van- I guess it's that obsession with youth and seeing like the younger victims as having like the freshest blood and that. But it does come across, especially when there's a little bit later. Doesn't Antonio Banderas have like a little boy that he snacks on? I was getting yeah. like Oscar Wilde vibes from the stat. Um, quite a theatrical. Um, enjoys younger men. Um. I don't know. I was just getting that sort of vibe off him. But so, uh, yeah, so, um, what's his face? Lewis, uh, chomps on Tender Newton, and then he's like bereft of guilt 
and decides he like rage quits his life. <laughs> That's a bit after <laughs> first, first they have this falling out over the before they do that, and he rage quits his life. This is when they have the fallen out of the party. So he goes to a nice one. And this is where Lestat reveals he has his mind reading powers. He goes, Yeah, read her mind then. He goes, oh, I yeah. can't. He goes, Oh, sorry, we all got different powers. I didn't mention that as well. Um, but uh she she killed her old husband, this rich, this rich lady with her with her poodles, got that little, got that lad to do it, blamed it on one of the slaves. So let's get her, shall we? So while um <laughs> let's get her. While um Lestat is getting the getting the boy, he's like, Oh, what's wrong with this? And he's like, oh, not much. I'm gonna eat you. Um Brad Pitt, Louis is gonna um is gonna snack on the old lady. She's like, oh, old enough to be your grandma as he's about to bite her, but then the dog's barking at him. <laughs> he doesn't like the noise. So yeah. he uh, he strangles the dogs. Again, remember, he's a good bloke at this point. So slave owner, strangles dogs. He's still the good guy. Um, <laughs> he, um, he, Obviously. he strangles the dogs and she kicks right off. That isn't one of his powers to let her, no. to let her be okay. I think his secret dog. power is like he's dead good at developing apps. Doesn't come into fruition until much, much later <laughs> in his life. In fact, even after the events of this film, 1993, that's still not a useful ability. Yeah. Um, when am I going to need to develop this Twitter or something or Facebook or some shit like that? Oh, you're almost there, Louis. You're almost there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's kicking off. Mark Zuckerberg is definitely a vampire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. With his metaverse. Yeah. Um, he can watch sunrises in there, can't he? I guess. Um, <laughs> that's why it's made it. She's kicking off. Uh, Lestat comes and snaps a neck and he's livid. He's like, what are you fucking doing? Don't strangle dogs from people are watching. And now you've left and this it, body here. It's a right old mess. It's like when you're then, playing an RPG <laughs> game and you press the wrong button in, in someone's house, accidentally attack the dog or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, the whole law's on, on yeah, you. Yeah, don't, you don't mean to do it. You're just trying to look at, like, you're trying to, like, talk to them, you accidentally steal a worthless cut from the table and it's like, God! But the Imperial Guard chases you across the entire map. Yeah. <laughs> or in some games when the UI is really bad and like the peacefully greet button is the same, is the same like context sensitive oh God, action of yeah. murder NPC. Murder. That, that was difficult in Assassin's Creed because you did that the little secret assassin knife comes at your wrist. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to pickpocket this person because they've got, a, oh, I've stabbed them. I've jumped, I've jumped on their back and slit their throat. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, they, they do that. Um, is this what they have? They have a little slow motion wrestle in the air. They have a the slow motion pre-matrix floaty fight where they're clearly on wires um, and Tom Cruise is just laughing. Hey, pathetic. Trying to floaty kill me, are you? Ain't going to happen. I'm stronger than you. I'm too good at this. You're going to have to poison me quite severely before you can beat me in a fight. That'll never happen. Um, so he, he, he laughs about it, but then they go home and this, Luke, is when you're saying that he rage quits life because his um his like housekeeper slash cook comes in and goes oh blooming hell louis you never eat any of your dinners um that's, that's a ham he always has you've got to send you've got to send this chap off because he's he's a wrong gun and all of the people are scared of him um but he kind of bites he 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 bites her kills his nice uh nice 
and she did seem to genuinely care for him, even though he was a slave owner. She was like, "Oh, go on, we do, we do worry about you." But he shows that trust was misplaced by eating her, and and then rage quits life, as you were saying. Like, <laughs> going to go through how much he kicks off on yeah. this one. And then is this when they go, oh, there's a, been an outbreak of plague down that way. And he goes, I don't give a shit, mate. I'm going to walk straight into the plaguey area. Yeah. I mean, uh, who knows the plagues? How did they know definitely wasn't going to kill them? I mean, there could be some strain of is plague. That... Before he goes into the plague bit, because after he's rage quitting and burning his house down, he has a go at the slaves and goes, oh, Tell you what, um, your master's mad. He's the blooming oh, devil, yeah, I tell please. you. So I'm, I'm rage quitting this house. And then Lestat comes back and goes, What are you doing? <laughs> Don't burn the house down. <laughs> I've been out for five minutes. I just went nip, nip, to get a pint, out to get a pint of milk. I don't oh, know why. I don't drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Lactose intolerant. Got a cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, Oh, so um, don't do that. So they live in a graveyard for a bit, but then they rent some rooms. This is when he then goes and he's um because this is where they have the fallout before he goes to the playroom. This is another one getting me. They're in a rental. Because oh, we rented some rooms in this part of town. And the next minute there, they're again they've got some they've got some board them some bawdy sex worker types in. Oh yeah, of course. Killing, killing, and this is the bit that's like the toddler again. Was, Basically, uh, if they've paid uh a deposit for these rented rooms, they're not getting that back. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as, they, as soon as they were doing it, like the stat is there um slurping off the first one kind of off camera, all the other one's sitting there drunk. Is that like this is a rental, mate? None of this is your furniture. You are not getting it, you are not seeing a penny of this back. And also, again, how how are you getting away with this? Because you're killing them at your house. I guess people are just maybe they've threatened them. Don't you dare report this to anyone because we'll suck your blood, all right? Yeah. In fact, I'm going to suck your blood before I leave. See you later. <laughs> but he's that seems one. like the attitude they've got. And this is the one that... that the, this is where the guy... Lestat's shown that he's off his chops already because he does that bit where she notices that she's been bleeding and goes, oh, and has a panic about it. He chucks her in the coffee because, oh, you must be dead. Get in here. Uh, she <laughs> and, does say, am I dead? And he goes, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? He's a twin. He's mugging it. He's mugging it off. And he's going, Lemmy, you got to kill her. He goes, Sham. Sham killer. Does he in the end or does the stat have to do it? The stat does it. I don't think he kills anyone for a while. No. Um, it, it's uh, Claudia is the first person he, he bites after Tandini. Yeah, that's it. So he pops, he pops down. He pops down. That's when he goes to the plague area. And Claudia is a little Charlie Bucket character. She's a little orphan. With a clearly dead mom who's literally like a skeleton. She goes, mom, can you can you wake mommy that... up? And goes, you made me some squash, please, mom. There's no school at the minute. Yeah, but you should recognise a skeleton when you see one. When your mom is one, killing. Yeah. wrong about you? Why? Why do we think that Louis decides to feed on her? Is it almost? I like guess it's like uh, pity or something. Or... Pity, yeah, almost. And like he's pity, dead hungry. Like... Yeah. He's dead on green. He's like, look at the state of her. And her mum's dead. No one's going to miss her. I'm probably yeah. putting her out of her misery by doing that. Yeah. His mum's mum's turned to paper mache. Yeah, and, like... and, and the stat turns up and he's again, <laughs> this guy's on the whole time. He's like, as soon as he's done something, 
he's like he's like the guy at the office and like you know you don't want him to because you know he's going to wind you up you see him having you see you having a bad day so basically louis had a bit of a slip he's eaten this kid after saying he's not going to kill anyone um and as soon as he's done it the stats like in the door may as well be eating an apple he's like oh, 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 oh. and he like jumps in and he's picking up the mom and he's dancing around the room with her yeah. but the, the skeleton mom he's having a dance with skeleton mom and louis goes oh and he, and he storms off a bit further to eat some rats in the drain. Um, um, uh, I am, I am actually going to have to go and have a pee. I think it's, <laughs> I think, I think I think it was, I need to pee as well. I think it was all that talk of when when you guys were talking about Lucas Aid is when it really started to hit hit home. All right, back in a sec. Uh, right. So what happens there? So then after that, after so he, he, where, after where he we, sucks her off. Yeah. So he um he slurps up um little girl like a Capri Sun. And then he storms off because Lestat is winding him up, dancing with her skeleton mom. He's yeah. there drinking some rats. Lestat comes back and says, "Oh, Soz, mate, um, but I it's have so got. I have got you a got you a present." He says, "Oh, really?" And what he's done is um, he, he's got her. She's still alive, and he turns her into a vampire. She gets on <laughs> it straight away. As soon as he puts his wrist next to her. She she's just very thirsty. She's on it and she's like, Oh, please, sir, or some more. And he goes, More. He doesn't say more. He doesn't go into a full Oliver thing. But he um So this is almost like a power play by Lestat again to control and keep Louis on a on a tight leash, if you like, by kind of like reminding him of that moment of weakness forever. Yeah. Remember that time when you, you killed a little girl who, who had, whose mother died in the plague? I guess so. I'd actually didn't pick up on that. I, I felt like um, I think uh, Lest- not Lestat, uh, Louis says to Christine Slater, he wanted to like make a family, but mainly to keep yeah. him there. But also, Louis suspected that um, Lestat also just wanted to start building a sort of family unit as well. Yeah, it's almost like uh, when there's a relationship that's a bit toxic and not quite working. And they go, how can we make this better? Maybe we could go to therapy. Maybe we just go our separate ways. You know, it's probably for the best. We're not a very good fit. No, add a kid to the mix. That's going to work. <laughs> Get them stuck in. And this is where we see, um, you know, she generates her curls for the first time. Her, te- her hair reaches its final form. Yeah, because yeah, her, hair, her hair is a bit like, uh, a bit matted, a bit dirty. But luckily, turning you into a vampire immediately is basically like going to a salon. Like the best conditioner you can buy. It's amazing, yeah. People so go, gets... where'd, you get, where'd you get your hair done? It's absolutely beautiful. Just got turned into a vampire and it sorted itself right out. Pantene Pro V. Yeah. What do you think the V is in Pro V? Pantene Pro V. You don't get to choose what kind of hairstyle you get there. That's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, if you got stuck with like, uh, like, I don't know, like a patch sharp, <laughs> Mullet. Oh. <laughs> Mullet. I, mean, I don't want this one. You get, you get what you're given. Just like one patch of hair there, alopecia everywhere else. Yeah, just like one side of the mustache. Saying that um that curly hair is the ultimate form of hair. Yeah. She's obviously in with the bread companies, big bread. <laughs> Ever such tight curls as well, you know. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, and and Claudia takes to being a vampire like the complete opposite of louis really whereas he's like oh i don't want to kill people i only want to eat rats she's like i'll kill everyone everyone i come into contact with 
Someone who's teaching me how to play the piano, dead. Someone who's measuring me for a dress, dead. I'm, I'm going to dress up as a little girl, pretend I'm lost, and just go and sit on a bench. Anyone who comes up to me and says, are you all right, little girl, dead. Yeah, dead. Have you noticed this trigger from Only Fools and Horses that teaches yeah, to play the yeah, piano? Yeah. Exactly. I did notice that. Yeah. I did notice that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, she she is straight on it. And this is one of the points where they go like, and it's happened once already, I'm sure, because him and Libby and Lestat have been hanging around for a while. But um, they say a bit, oh, like 30 years or so just went by. Yeah, I think they, that that is pretty much what they say, isn't it? You kind so, of get yeah. a, a the city montage. built up around them. They say, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you get like a montage, a similar sort of like a Rocky training montage, but it's them loving life, going, you know, partying. Also, it must it is weird because you've got a kid with you, and the kid can only go around at night time. Yeah, because kind of I think even, even the time. person who's <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's two a.m. Nah, she's a yeah, she's a twat. She's always a be so bad in winter. Once it's dark at four o'clock. No, it's winter. It's fine. So it's almost like so Louis's got like a f- sort of fatherly love for Claudia, and I guess he kind of feels responsible for her in a way because he was the one who initially bit her. But Lestat kind of treats her, I guess, as something of a like a like an accessory, right? Because like this an is accessory. Where... This is when we come back to it, right? Because Lestat is um, like 30 years pass and we see that things are things are going a bit awry. Um, they're walking through the town, it's changing and Claudia's eyeing up someone getting changed in the window. It's like, oh, do you want to pop her up for dinner? No, I fancy, I fancy being her. And then they leave it at that. And then next minute, Lestat is bringing her a doll and he goes... Got your doll, just oh, another one. Jeez, you give me dolls all the time, always on the same day of the year. And I don't know why he didn't say, oh, it's your birthday. Because it, is it my birthday or something? And he goes, nah, nah, it's just nah, nah, it's, it's don't even notice it. She has got for for an acute for in the past. Don't know if they have calendars in the same way we have them now. Certainly hasn't got an iPhone. So, well, Lewis has told her about this app he's got in his mind. It's going to make one day. Uh, <laughs> tells you exactly what day it's going to be. Yeah, and everyone will have someone called Alexa in their house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so while he's, he's done that, so she's got a very, very good idea of what day it is. But the start's like, no, no, just just coincidence that it's always been the same day of the year that I give you a doll. And he goes, I'll chuck him in the bin then if you don't want him. And then in doing that, notices that woman she was looking at earlier on is oh yeah, snuck her in bed in her bed. All muddy. Oh, no. And very, very Lestat bad. is livid, but it escalates very quickly. This is when we get the haircutting scene. She goes, Don't punch your blooming curls, do I? Chops her hair off. And it, uh, she's obviously like back. super frustrated that she is aging, obviously mentally, but not physically. She's never going to grow out of the form of uh, little 10 year old Kirsten Dunst, <laughs> which is, you know, she hates, she hates that. She hates Kirsten Dunst. And and then, and so yeah, she loses her nut, and then that is when the seeds, I guess, are implanted into her head to plot to make Lestat pay mm-hmm. for being a bastard. Yeah. So although Lestat, like as the adult in the, as the eternal adult in this situation, where she's the eternal child, being off a little bitch about this, because like when she comes in to 
we later find out Hatcher plot after she shouts to Louis and goes, she finds out the truth that it was the stat that turned her into Vampire. She's a bit pissed off with Louis for a while because he had a hand in it, but she goes, Oh, we're still mates though. Um He's like, goes, if it was up to me, I would have just let you die. I guess she's oh, all right. Thanks. Um, so she's she's all right with Louis, but she is right, the stat, I'm done with you. But she goes in and we know that it's part of a larger pl- plan, but she does go in trying to be nice. And the stat is a little bitch about it. Everything he says is like, oh, sorry, I uh, sorry, I killed that woman. He's like, oh, I killed her because she she's like what you'll never be because you're a kid forever. It's like, all right. Yeah. They, all right, give me, a, give me a break. But she goes, oh, I was coming to make friends. Um, got you these... Uh, Two chubby little boys here. Um, <laughs> Did you say that? No, but they got little chubsters. Got these two chubby funsters here for you. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got a couple of like rosy-cheeked boys that are asleep on the sofa. And yeah, just having done... a bit of sleep. I gave them a Horlicks and they doze right <laughs> off. Yeah, give them, give them a Horlicks. Put the new Adele album on. They've drifted right off, and he's gone. And he, and let's uh, that's up. The stat for somebody who seems to be like a step ahead of everybody is very quick to just chow down on these guys. Yeah, he's, he's not like what is she, what she given them that makes the she's given them, them she's given them laudanum. Um, laudanum. Uh, apparently that kills them but keeps them. I don't know if that's a thing about laudanum, keeps your blood warm, keeps your uh, blood warm. Yeah, don't know you know that. and we've had we've had a lesson yeah. earlier on because when she's when she's eating people up, he says, Oh. I'll stop before the heart stops because it's no good if you drink. It's no good if you drink dead blood. She goes, all right then, I shan't. But she's given them laudanum to trick. She goes, oh, have you given these, given these guys bloody absinthe? It's gone right to my head. She's been, ah, no. Given them laudanum and then the stat gets poorly. I mean, yeah. so I, I think there is like the myth that if a vampire drinks dead man's blood, you're supposed to like kill them. Uh, but I don't. Uh, uh, I don't think um, Kirsten Dunst knows that it's going to kill him. To be him. fair, she's had 30, 30 years have gone by, and we've only seen a few things. Nah, we've seen everything she's ever <laughs> experienced. <laughs> have you noticed as well that she starts? Yeah. She starts dressing like a sort of older person. It's almost like as the thirty years pass, even though she her body doesn't change, she starts dressing as sort of like an older person as well. Yeah, that's like a dolly. Less like a dolly yeah. and more like her hair's up and she's wearing like dresses and shawls. A lovely yeah. shawl. So I guess she's she's heard somewhere. This could have been a part that was cut, you know. Maybe she, I don't know, crept into a mortician's yeah. had a little look. What's going on in there? Oh, we got this stuff. Keeps her blood warm. She's like, hmm. <laughs> Hatch my evil plan. But I mean, and- uh, so it, it could just... Him drinking dead man's blood could have just been like, it's not... I told you not to drink after the heart stop because it tastes weird. Like, who knows that it's actually gonna? I mean, I think it's, I think it should kill him, but it doesn't. It just makes either him really way. She really knows bad. it's made it. She knows it's gonna make him at very least right poorly, and he is immediately the guy that is aware that he's had too much at stag do, and he's like, "Oh, get us to bed. Just get get us to bed. Get us to, <laughs> to bed. I'll be all right. I'll be all right." He's like your friend after he's been sick of a night out. The room's and he's like, spinning. Just room gets a bit. He's like, pulling like, a whitey. <laughs> he's pulling a whitey, and it's like, right, have I got to, have I got to get you to any? It's like, no, just, just get us to bed. Get us to bed. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Get, <laughs> get, get, get us to my coffin. 
and uh, they don't get him to his coffin. She goes, uh, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, mate. I'm going to slash your throat instead. And he gets, yeah. He's, yeah. he's gushing out there. And he's, if he was in a Resident Evil game, Ben, he'd be dead because the puddle of blood is spreading out from under him. Puddle of blood. Yeah. Oh, they're dead. Light the so room and then back well in dark. and it'd be gone. <laughs> yeah. How does Louis react to this? I think he's a bit like, he's oh, acting like hell. someone's like someone spilled something on the carpet. He's like, oh, oh no. Sorenzo. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Get the vanish on it. <laughs> um, so they, they wrap him up like a little burrito in some bedding and then they chuck him into the swamp. Local For a duvet swamp. day. For a duvet day. Um, <laughs> and he... It, there's like alligators there like I would have thought they might want to chomp on him or something I don't know but the alligators don't seem to be even real to be honest um, <laughs> and then he sinks into the into the swamp and then we think all's well uh, he is completely dead um, 100% he, he will He's never not. darken our doorstep again and we're going to go to Europe and Cordy has been reading about Europe vampires um, we're going to have a great time so I they actually plan a, they plan really a voice like to- Go on, sorry. Like I say, they plan a voyage to Europe, but they're like, oh, we can't leave. The boat's going to take weeks. It's like, oh, bloody hell. Yeah. No such figures booking a flight and jumping straight on it. This bit where Lestat comes back, like the piano's playing, the curtain's covering him, um, yeah. and he, like, he, he's like all gross and shit. <laughs> like it's, uh, I don't know. It's all scabby. He's like, he's like um, Jeff Goldblum mid-fly transformation. Yeah. Mm. It, it, I don't know. It's, it's really effective. It's very gothic. Gothic and romantic and horrific. <clears throat> um, yeah. And then, um, but I don't think he does. What happened? To it? it doesn't do very well. well he, does he? He's planned. He's like he's planned his entrance, but not the rest of his revenge. He yeah, gets no. there and he's like, "I am so annoyed with you guys." I yes, he looks tired. Uh, you need to lie yeah. down, mate. Like yeah, as you can, <laughs> as been you eating see, snakes or something. As you can see, I am absolutely fucked. I've been eating snakes. <laughs> Eating snakes and alligators to just to get to get this much better to come and have my revenge on you, and then immediately, having said that, Louis wazzes an oil lamp at him and he burns up. He does waz at him. Yeah, (laughs) he loves wazzing like Louis. He's wazzes an oil lamp. He gets pretty handy with a scythe later on. Yeah, and then um, Louis will burn a house down like that, and that's what he does. Yeah, (laughs) that's his special power. He can burn anything down, even if he didn't mean to. Uh, So he um. What's the name? The stat like crawls up the ceiling like a, a beetle, like scuttles up, uh, <laughs> and then just sets fire to everything. Just screaming, doesn't think to like roll or, or anything. Just just sets fire to more and more stuff. The entire, I think, is there some sort of big famous fire of New Orleans? I got the impression that they were hinting that he started some that he huge might have fire. Started it. It was an unbelievably huge fire. The fire oh, this guy a hand. I guess that's the thing that All you understand that health, and, health and safety messages change over the years. The same as pregnancy messages now about what you should and shouldn't eat. For all we know, the health and safety, you know, now stop, drop, and roll is absolutely standard. Any health the great and New, yeah, the great New Orleans fire, night 1788. What year would this have? Mm. Without checking, I'm going to say 1788. Um, yeah, so yeah, I the, think it was 1760 something, and then it was supposed to be 30 years of past. So. so I think the idea is that Louis, with his special vampire fires starting skills, fire starting powers, has got him. Lestat has used the best advice at the time was if you're on fire, climb a curtain. 
smother, yeah. <laughs> smother, smother the flames in the richest fabric you can find in the house and, you'll, oh, and scream <laughs> as loud as possible. I've got this new, there's this new material that um, won't be publicly available for another 200 years almost, but we make the curtains in this fancy rented apartment out of something called shell suit. And I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna wrap, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap myself in this material. Yeah, it's like a, I'm in tinderbox, doesn't it? So it goes. Um, he runs around like the entire of New Orleans, screaming, climbing up everybody's curtains. Oh, it's that guy who's on fire. He's sitting <laughs> on my house, and then the entire, he kept going until New Orleans was burned. There's someone else. Down. They're just sitting down to their tea. Doorbell goes. Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Chip pan fire. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> yes. One chips water over makes it worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's he's made it incredibly bad for everyone. So he starts to think, the other guys, I mean, don't don't feel bad just for the start. These guys almost missed their boat. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. know. What bad as timing. Part, as part of his now, do you think independently the carriage they were expecting didn't come because it was the night they were going, or do you think the stat cancelled it? And he was like, oh, I don't bother. I'm gonna murder <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think as as Lou as the boat was setting off and they saw the flames in New Orleans, Lou was like, hey, it can't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be <laughs> He'll right. settle down soon. He'll settle down. Cuts to him reading the newspaper. The great New Orleans fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. Just adding to the guilt he has for all everyone this. dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't kill anyone. Dead. You went years, dead. <laughs> years about killing anyone. Millions killed everyone. He does kill people on this boat though, because he goes, "Oh, there was no blooming rats on that boat." Unless he meant there were no rats because he ate them all, and then Claudia ate the others. Because it goes, "There was a strange plague that only we seemed immune to." So I assume they were killing people on that um, boat. I think he's uh, killing people willy nilly now. Well, not willy nilly, like a, not quite as willy nilly as just um, nilly, just not nilly. quite willy. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, because like I mean, he's going to eat Christian Slater later on in life. Like he, he said, I was going to eat you, but now I'm going to talk to you, which is I thought I'd give you an interview with me, the vampire. <laughs> is it the yeah. vampire or am I a vampire? I looked up the stat. I looked up the poster. The poster says the. Oh, okay, this might change name game a little bit, but uh, yeah, <laughs> so, they, so they, they get travel- to. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. This bit, I feel like this act of the movie, I feel like it suffers a bit with Nola stat. I don't know. I found it this was a bit a bit of a lull in the film, I think, this whole bit, because I think Armand is kind of like put across as being someone who's potentially an ally, um, but then almost becomes and his troop, who are um a coven of vampires. In, who they meet in Paris, who are vampires, pretending to be humans, pretending to be vampires, to make a theatre of vampires, where they seem to kill humans in in public. And well, they found, a, oh, just they like found, a, like they a, found a niche, haven't they? They yeah. found yeah. an incredible niche. There's a really weird bit where he encounters one of the vampires, is it Santiago, and like sees him for the first time. He's yeah, like he's like the meme person. He's he, he like uh, he's a meme, mime. not mime even. <laughs> he's a bloody yeah. meme in 1878. It's the world's first meme. He's got like one of the smarmiest, arsy faces. <laughs> but like he like slaps Brad Pitt around the face for some reason. 
I gave him the gives him the one too. Yeah, he does. He reminds me of didn't wasn't Michael Sheen in a Twilight movie? I've seen this meme yeah, a lot. One of the lead, he's one of the leaders. He's like one of the leaders of them baddies, isn't he? Yeah, he reminds me of that. Just a big smart, a smarmy yeah. twat. Yeah, he, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't go out of his way to make a good first impression. But they get to Paris, having been to loads of other places in Europe, right? It's like oh, I went to because they cut back to Christian State because oh, no vampires in Transylvania, and he's like, yeah, I told you, no, no Draculas. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no anything. But we found a way to Paris, and he's like, oh, I gave up looking for vampires. Sick of it. So I just went to the theater one day, and then on the way back this guy turns up and what a time you've been searching for vampires all this time and then the first one you meet is an absolute prick the moment you meet him he's doing like mime and he's slapping you in the face and it's like what the fuck great thanks really so, annoying, so, glad, so glad i found you and then armand comes and goes oh actually i i'm i'm nice i'm a nice vampire his um, hair is straightened. Like obviously, when he got turned into a vampire, his hair just went perfectly. Yeah. He just thought it was a, like a he had an afro turned into a vampire. <laughs> and it kind of all straightened out. <laughs> well, I didn't ask for it, but I'm gonna I'll make the most of it. The most of this, um, I'll have literally arrow like poker straight hair. <laughs> yeah. So, isn't there like? Are we supposed to believe that Santiago like reads Louis Louis's mind? He can read and, minds. Yeah. Oh, he does. That's what? one of his. That's one of his powers, isn't it? So first, they go to the theatre yeah. performance where they've got a woman on stage, and they and she goes, "Oh, please, like genuinely, guys, not part of the act. Um, I'm I'm going to be killed by these vampires. Someone help us." They're like, yeah, she's really good in this. She is. <laughs> They're in the audience. Oh, she's brilliant. One of the audience members goes, Oh, go on, Mr. Vampire. Give, give can't, wait see what, can't wait to see as, what she's in next. As, as a go at killing us, he goes, oh, No, no, no. This is just part of an act. Obviously, you have to be a professional actor. And then the, bing, then the bin bag vampires all get to eat her. They are in like, That's they such are a good in name. Sing secret bin bags. The bin bag vampires. Oh, that's got to be like a kid's book or something. The bin bag. <laughs> Bin bag vampires. Because they'd be sunproof, wouldn't they, during the day? Just have your bin bag on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Used to, used to wear bin bags. He's right now. Trick or treat. <laughs> used, to, used to have bin bags like to trick or treat, didn't you? When you're like a kid in the 80s. Yeah, 90s. That sounds like kids dressed up as, as vampires in, early, in the mid 90s. But they actually are vampires. They actually are vampires. Yeah. Yeah. As a child, I had a, had a terrible nightmare. I still remember it now. Terrible nightmare about. About global, about global, global warming, warming. Where, where, where the sun became so incredibly hot it was going to burn me up like Judgment Day. And uh, yeah, that's, and I have a horrible thing of in what is still to this day in my parents' living room, trying to hide in a bin bag so as not to get like obliterated by the sun it, successfully. It, that's from Terminator, like the, the visuals of Terminator, you know, Sarah, Sarah Connor trying to get into a bin bag. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I still remember this nightmare trying to get into a bin bag unsuccessfully. Years later, the, that bad lady from Midnight Mass would not be able to do similar. But yeah, yeah, I still think those those vampires in sorry spoilers Midnight Mass spoilers. I still think those vampires in Midnight Mass just should just go under a tarp or just <laughs> I don't know they could have got away from the the sun easy peasy. Put probably up. Put probably up. There's, yeah. there's a, I think some of them even die like on a bridge. I'm like, at least get under get the bridge. Under Jesus. Yeah. I think a lot of them are like, I don't want to be a vampire though. So. Yeah, they were nice. These, they I'm did that. It's only the, bad, only the bad lady, really. 
Yeah. Um, she tried to bury her, bury herself in the sand. Yeah, like, many bin bags. If she had like a little kid's shovel and spade or whatever to get herself, put the put the um the little sandcastle bucket over your head, you'd be fine. As long as your head's all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rest of you can grow got, back in the evening. Just gotta yeah. last there for eight hours or maybe longer. I mean, hours. it'd be boring, but you'll live. <laughs> Yeah, not worth it, is it? Build a better house tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, they, they don't do this. They're doing beer to these bin bag vampires. Um, and they nip down and they live in the the Paris catacombs, I guess. They live in an underground bit of the theatre. Got a nice setup. And this is where they've got a, Armand has a, a little boy that he drinks from. Yeah. Yeah. A snack boy. We need Armand. A snack boy. Oh, yeah. even lets even even lets Louis have a little bite on him. He go goes, on, have a go, have a go have on that this. kid. And he goes to bite on a bit of, bit of his hand. He goes, "Oh, I don't like that bit of hand. I like this bit." Yeah, it's like, it's when, like... Someone, when your mate offers you a bit of your drink, and it's like I'll turn the I'll have the other side of the bus. Offers you half a bit of Snickers <laughs> and they've bitten it in half. Yeah, I am. Um, this boy, uh, who's the snack boy, tastes a little snack. That guy. Are you, I mean, it, I'm pretty sure it's um, the guy from Dune, Timothy Chalamet. But also, what um, <laughs> what's his deal? I mean, he's, he's not a vampire. Maybe they're going to turn him into you one. Maybe it's no, like you can go out in the day because he's he's driving. Yeah, he's driving, driving the there. coach in the day, isn't he? So he's so like he's a got familiar designated boy. driver. Yeah, yeah but he's, <laughs> maybe when he when he, he reaches a certain age because they don't turn kids into vampires. Maybe when he reaches his uh, prime vampire age, which looks to be, I don't know, like. 45, judging by Santiago, 50. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they'll turn him. Yeah, when his hair is the perfect hair, he's waiting to get the right hair. He's like, yeah. I'll wait for curtains to be in, mate. And that's when yeah. you can turn me. Um, <laughs> um, but until that day, I'll just drive you, drive your car and be a snack boy. Um, and then he, uh, this is the point, they go and do this visit. They stay just for a minute. And he goes, oh, Love to hear about America vampires, and I, oh, we'll tell you another time. But we best go for now because they realise actually they're a bit, they're a bit pretentious. They're not, they're not, they're not great. They're always doing theatre and eating people, and it's no good. Mm. Um, and um, Louis already warned Claudia, he's like, oh, some of these guys will be able to read your mind, so just be dead careful, right? But then as he's leaving, he even does it in the narration. I was just thinking, how it was shit. What I'm, how I, how I did Lestat over and then one of the when one of the guys goes what's that about what's that about that chap Lestat you said you did you did something wrong think that again would you and he's like no I said um I really need Lestat that's how you say it you speak French oh you want the cat go down um the cat's protection league you can get yourself oh, yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. On yes. my way, on my way. But as a suspicious thing. Oh. <laughs> Constantly. What he actually says to him is, oh, by the way, um, we got one, we, we, the one rule of the vampire house is you mustn't, it's, very, it's really frowned upon. Don't go killing a vampire. Because uh, if you do that, you'll be, uh, you'll be put to death. And it's like, I won't then. So you don't. Well, I won't. Well, don't don't be worried about it as long as little you does he know. I by ain't the end, worried because I haven't. But the, the the, little does he know. But at the end of the day, he'll have the longest vampire kill streak <laughs> known to anybody. Classic Louis. Always says, "I'm never going to do that thing. I'm never going to kill that thing." 
always end up killing millions of them. I'd never kill a poodle. <laughs> I would never kill a poodle. I love them. I love killed, them. I killed two poodles. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Are any of the people in my household, the people that, you know, wouldn't get... Yeah. Yeah. Never burn this house down. Brilliant house. Yeah. Louis it. the Destroyer, they ended up calling him in years' time. <laughs> the, Imp- the Impaler. Louis <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. Um, yeah, so I think they go... Oh, okay, yeah, so now he has a chat with our man, and our man, our man Armand is like, uh, I know everything about vampires, and you've got loads of questions about vampires. Um, if you, I could tell you to them at some point in time if you if you want me to, um, but then this makes Kirsten Dunst really worried that he's going to leave her. He kind of says, yeah. then he says, "I'll oh, pie that kid off because it's it's forbidden to make little kid vampires anyway." Because yeah. yeah, I think he says for her own sake, they're too, they're too short. They can't go on roller coasters. Never <laughs> will be able to. Can't get to the cinema to see Superman, which is going to be big for you guys later on. You're going to love <laughs> Superman. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he goes, yeah, pie that kid off, and then I'll teach you about I'll teach you about being a vampire. Let's start. Yeah, I've heard of him, dickhead. Um, oh so, yeah. yeah. He does pie, say I knew, knew about that. He was a right. He was a right twat. I yeah. Uh, I thought he was going to turn out that our man was the one who turned the stat, but yeah, that would have been interesting. Doesn't sound like it is. Um, the chat. So then, Kirsten Dunst because she doesn't want to be left alone she's found uh, a woman who worked in like a doll shop to be her mum by proxy new vampire mum because mom she Charlie. like she, her daughter died wasn't it so she was almost like in the same sort of her daughter, daughter looked, looked a lot, lot like Kirsten Dunst yeah, yeah. She's she like, was oh, my same... daughter had ever such lovely curls um, did they oh, dead my daughter yeah. had ever such lovely curls I'd love it if my daughter had lovely curls that never changed from day to day, it looked well, the same. Have I got something for you? How did, Cla- how did Claudia find that woman who was perfect to be turned and wanted to be turned into a vampire as well? Craig, she meet her at a doll shop only in the hours of darkness. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you still are you still open? No, we've been closed for four hours. Can I come in? Can I come in? Can I have a little chat? Tete a tete. Yeah. Um but so uh, Louis says okay because because turn us into turn this woman into a vampire because oh no i've always said i'll never turn someone into a vampire and I, you know me <laughs> Classic louis, louis, the flip-flopper louis, of the vampire louis, world. <laughs> yeah louis louis stick to his word is what they call me um in the <laughs> old country <laughs> he's so flaky just depends what mood he's in like do you want to turn well, maybe i don't know who cares but she talks yeah. him around real quick she's like go on turn her into a vampire because you're gonna you want to chuff off and hang out with Armand anyway, so turn turn this woman into a vampire. He goes, all right then, but I reserve the right to be an absolute little bitch about it afterwards. She goes, okay. Uh, he turns her into a vampire and then goes and mopes on the balcony and says, yeah, she's thrashing about and dying there, but actually it's me that's dying. The last bit of my humanity. <laughs> One of those the last narcissists. bit of my humanity is gone. <laughs> Narcissists who makes everything about them. Oh, I've got a proper paper cut on my finger then. i got the worst paper cut in history. It chopped me hand in half once. You should have seen it. I didn't cry like a little bitch like you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Looking for vampires in Buddy Tenerife. I've been looking for an 11 a reef myself, mate. That's me. <laughs> Jesus. 
I'm in agony. And then while you're having a while you're having a lovely mope on the balcony, what happens? Bin bag vampires burst in and yeah. just take take your cap. Yeah, they they burst in like the bobbies, like oi, 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 and he goes, Oh yeah, I know <laughs> I know you've literally just solved the problem of your you know, it looks like you'll be able to go your separate ways and we'll cover this up, but this is the point we've chosen to seize you. Yeah. Um a poor a, woman. She just yeah. turned into a vampire as well. I Absolutely get I can't wait I to can't live wait. forever. <laughs> oh, dead. De- dead and dust within an hour, maybe? Yeah, straight away, literally a vampire. <laughs> and the, and I, the irony of ironies, the thing that would have been absolutely fine to happen to you before, like the worst as a human, if you've been stuck in a well while the you know sun comes up, as well? inconvenience, bored. She's properly scared of the sun. Like, she's got some history with it. Like, she's been a vampire for ages. It's burned. She knows how dangerous it could be. If she'd just been turned into a vampire, Maybe what if they'd like left... Innate. Some what if they'd left out, left out the bit where sunlight burns you? And she was just like, what are you screaming for, little girl? It's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're in Paris. But so maybe she was brought up in the south of France and took a bit of a nasty burn there in a, in a hot summertime. Did um, you see the size of those dresses? They could have hidden in those dresses. I don't understand vampires who don't put in any effort to escape the sun. Yeah. Just get under the dress. Like the, the moon had like a tent she was like walking on flip a couple yeah, of those petticoats over, over the top you'd be fine yeah um but yes they don't because the the bimberg vampires say right um you two immediately to death uh you louis prison forever i guess bricked up in a wall yeah. bricked up in a wall it's gonna be quality you're gonna love it so they sling him into a into a coffin and brick him up in a wall and they sling them into like some chamber where the sunlight it's like, a, it's like a well that the sun's going to come Could they come not to. fly up or do that weird vampire thing where they kind of... Maybe they don't have fly powers. Yeah. Mm. This is edited in a way that makes it feel like... So Brad, So Louis is like screaming and trying to get out while he's getting bricked up. And the the Claudia and the woman are screaming as the sunlight's coming towards them. It's edited in a way to make it feel like he's desperately trying to get out and he's going to get there just in time. He's been bricked up quite well, though. One of those vampires, their gift must have manifested as being an excellent, like, excellent, excellent masonry. I like <laughs> his <Excellent> um, bricky. <laughs> I like that his coffin is like, uh, it's not, it's like a no nail coffin. Yeah, it's got like a little door handles on there to kind of yeah. open it up. Little valves. Yeah. Like, it's like a wing nuts, Allen key. Yeah. They've literally, they've, they've, they've drilled him in there and then. When he Maybe opens, it's... it's like when Predator undoes his mask. <laughs> Gas escapes and... <laughs> Bloody hell, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, you were in there for literally five minutes. I was stressed, though, wasn't I? I was stressed. And I've guffed me out. You only just actual... turned into a vampire. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was like maybe that was like um because apps hadn't been invented it could have been that one of those vampires was like vampire notch and was like a you know minecraft would be in his future but right now he's building those walls like it's no one's business he's like crafted that wall is done um armand chips him out of there real quick and it's like yeah i've saved you saved you what would have what would have happened if he just stayed in there um I don't bored. know, just bored. Yeah. Ever so bored, Jesus. Um, um, but he immediately says, I can't help. 
them. And the reason he can't help them is because they're already dead. They're already turned to dust. So Louis like runs there to save them, opens the door, uh, and they've been ashed. Such delicate ash as well that even if you breathe within a meter of it, it all collapses. Just yeah. looking at them was enough. It, it was made like it we sound could like stay a, there forever. But... Like they've been gunked or something. Like some sort of game show. Ashed. They've been ashed. <laughs> they've only gone and been ashed. You want your kid to have curly hair forever, do you? Won't let her change it. Well, it's time to get your own back. I'll tell you what, it would be a good prank if you're a vampire to like lie down somewhere where the sunlight may have been earlier. Cover yourself in ash and do like, <laughs> like you've yeah. been turned to ash, and then and then your other vampire mate comes home. And then oh wait. no! Only <laughs> joking. Um, I think get does uh, Santiago in the bin bag vampires not mind that they just built that wall, just put Brad Pitt in there, and then Armand is like undoing all their hard work. I think is Armand does? like in charge? He's, he says there isn't a leader, but if there was, it would be him. So uh, kind of. So maybe they won't say. Or maybe they're like, well, I suppose. <laughs> two out of three isn't bad we asked that woman that did nothing and the little kid um maybe you could claim that bricking him up forever was just horseplay teach him a bit of a lesson yeah but what did the, woman, the woman do the woman didn't kill any vampires she wasn't a kid vampire she was the bog standard vampire guilty by proxy hanging yeah. out with them are you you must have had some of that with it maybe they just think oh well they made her and we're against anything about them. So if you'd just yeah. been made into a vampire, she would have voided her bowels. So she'd have absolutely stunk. She's fresh. They wouldn't want to go near her. She's fresh, this one. She's um, green one. velvet dress as well, like crushed velvet dress. That ain't coming yeah. out. <laughs> oh, I did. So, um, uh, so <laughs> uh, I guess so Bradford goes home or something. I can't remember. And he rapid goes mental and just kills all the vampires. That's like, what he does. Burns... But he doesn't fire. <laughs> fucking burns it down. <laughs> bit of fire, a bit of siphon as well. Which I thought was yeah. just like a stage prop, but it's like it literally <laughs> so cuts it cuts what's his yeah. face in half. It chops a load of them. It gets gets that like because he put he puts all the this is like ace chemicals, but there are barrels and barrels of like explosive fire liquid. It's just <laughs> Tip down the drains where all the vampires sleep. There's loads of red barrels that you've just got to shoot with one nine millimeter <laughs> bullet. Uh, bang! Yeah. And uh, he uses all that stuff. Um, and then as soon as he starts setting them on fire, one of them pops out. The woman, I think she's in the background of my one here, the one that like really lords up, um, yeah. like capturing him. She's like, oh, you're putting this on fire. And he chops her head right off. Yeah. And then the mime guy comes up and he halves him. Oh yeah, that was good. That's satisfying because he was a twat. He deserved to be halved. <laughs> Shallow halves. Yeah. Um, uh, so then, so that... Armand picks him up outside because like the sun's coming up or something, and Armand's like, "Get in my coach." And... Yeah, the little boys, little snack boys, driving it, and then he yeah. like. Louis is the first one to make any attempts to hide from the sun. He at least puts his coat over his head. Yeah, smart. Very smart. Um, and then uh, him and Armand are having a conversation, and it seems like Armand was like, I realise that they're all knobheads, so I'm completely fine with them being utterly slaughtered. These people have probably spent thousands of years, well, hundreds of years with. Um, I'd rather be with you because you are beautiful. Um, and then um, I guess we just Louis... Swivel on it. Diego's now, thanks. 
are we meant to is it just did I get the wrong end of the stick in this one does Louis think that Armand grasped him up I think, I think he, like, he thinks he has something if, to do with it yeah or like at least he allowed Claudia to be killed almost like for his own game that that Louis would then be free and available for him to become his new not snack boy but like yeah thematically that makes sense because um Lestat was always kind of playing with him emotionally to try and keep him on a short leash so this time it feels like maybe Armand was trying to do the same thing uh but it was it's kind of him breaking away from that and saying same no. red flags same yeah. red flags and of course Armand must have had something to do with it because obviously this is happening in a pre-video game society he wouldn't have known where he was bricked up like he wouldn't have had those social clues to know those bricks are a slightly different colour I mean, they wouldn't Maybe mind they a slightly different colour, yeah. The... They only had different... Well, have you got any brick? Have you got bricks the same as this wall? We can break them up in. Only got these ones, different colour. Oh, I'll have to do. It's not perfect. Paint I'll have to do. <laughs> yeah. Have to paint them, yeah. Uh, so I guess Armin just gets on with his life. Uh, he goes to look at some art or something. He accepts right. it. He's like, well, guess he I'm just on my own then, I guess. Yeah. Isn't now when there's like a giant jump in time? Like, nothing much happened in the next 200 years. I actually quite uh, liked it. I quite liked it. He says, and then I saw the sunrise for the first time on like a black and white film. And then they made colour. And then I just watched Superman. <laughs> and then I watched the original constantly. Superman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked it. I don't know. Uh, and then he, moved, he lived in New York for a bit, I think. Uh, and then yeah. he got like a suit jacket. And he just wore that all the time. And then he, he listened back to, to New Orleans. The heat is on all the time. <laughs> Yeah, and then he went to New Orleans, um, and then he found, he smelled Lestat. Was that that after he came out of the cinema from watching Superman? He said, Probably, yeah. Loving Ella. What else is going to happen this evening? I believe a man can fly. Yeah. Superman, what what a movie. And he, at the end, looked like he was waving at me. (laughs) (laughs) What? At me? At me? Uh, So he finds Lestat. Um, it's nothing in here. He's eating it? rats, isn't he? Yeah. Because he's still, 200 years later, he's still well poorly. Yeah, that, that, I suppose that uh, Dead Man's Blood really did do a number on him. The, worst, the, tank, the, wor- the worst hangover ever. He's like, oh. And then again, I tell you what, think about, think back, guys. When you were 17, 18, no hangovers. Yeah. You get to your mid twenties, early thirties, a two day hangover is a thing. You get to your mid two hundreds. <laughs> yeah, hangover from having forget about it. Yeah. Having bad blood that'll last you eons. Yeah, um, but he, he he like leaves the stat to his little house. He's kind of a bit mad now, right? Because then a a helicopter comes. And he's like, oh, bloomin' hell, what a din, the light is going to get me, it's worse than the sun, I'll tell you. And he's like, oh, let's start, come on, I'm the dramatic one around here. I don't know about if you've heard about the last of my humanity. So that, 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 that's artificial light, mate. Don't, you wor- don't even worry about it, you little baby. Yeah. Um, and he goes, anyway, I'm going now, bye. I've just come to kind of say hello yeah. for a minute. And then he goes to San Francisco. He finds Christian Slater. He starts telling him his story. Um, Christian Slater says, I want to be I've a vampire, though. <laughs> yeah. 
I want to be a vampire. Everything you've told me, and the conclusion I've come to of everything you've told me is that being a vampire would be quality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Brad Pitt seems really frustrated. He's like, oh, I failed. More a little story. I told oh, you the story it. and revealed vampires were properly real with the idea of putting you off being a vampire. Yeah. Um, He's got completely the wrong end of the stick. He watches any film he watches, he gets the wrong end of the stick all the time. Walks out like, oh yeah, it'd be great to do that. Yeah, it'd be quality. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah. Oh, I wish robot policemen were running Detroit. No. That'd be great. No, I actually, um, I had a memory of this film. I knew how it ended. Um, and like watching it now, I was almost like a little bit sad for Christian Slater because like he's he's listened to this entire story. He's dead excited to kind of write a blog post about it. And um I thought, and then he's gonna get killed. But then I didn't realize at the end of this where so he was driving across the bridge and Lestat is in the back seat somehow, uh, and he kind of bites his neck or whatever. But it turns out that Lestat is gonna turn him into a vampire, which is what he actually wanted. So why is he scared? Also, he's driving in a convertible car on a bridge at night and he puts on a tape of a spoken word interview and he can hear it perfectly <laughs> driving along. What yeah. a sound system. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. I remember that bit of the interview. That was my best. That was the best bit. Yeah, puts it, yeah. Put his audio cassette and then you're right. Lestat pops up. And um... Are we meant to believe that Lestat has followed Louis from New Orleans? For whatever reason, uh, it was yeah. in New Orleans. It is New Orleans, isn't it? Yeah. He's had a little bit more. He's had a few more years to do it, right? Because he's you nipped and saw him in New Orleans and told him that helicopters weren't the sun, and he goes, "Oh, maybe I, maybe I can go out." <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, that's now, what he's now, thinking. Now, now you, now you Why does that, that helicopter? Why does that helicopter appear there like that as well? Like, just it's looking, pretty... for, looking for crime, I guess. Looking for, <laughs> looking for crime. Where are these oh, rats going? <laughs> It'd be proper annoying though if you're a Lestat and you'd been poisoned and it took you hundreds of years to get better. I bet yeah. he's ever so careful. Although yeah. I guess I guess if he's been if he's just been having rats, because that's that's absolute crap, isn't it? So that's not like maybe he's come out and he's and he looks visibly better after he's had a slurp of Christian Slater. So maybe he's like been building up to it and he's getting slowly better by having people blood again. So after mm. this, because he looks much better by the time he's driving the car at the end. Um, he's anyone, obviously... anyone would look pretty good driving <laughs> the car, though. Even I yeah. look all right driving the car. He's obviously Ooh. took a little bit of the Mike, Michael Myers school of driving, though, because he's been stuck in a mausoleum for 200 years <laughs> and he's learned how to drive a car. Well, I don't think we see him for like the last, I think, like 20 years or so. Like we, uh, right. there's between, a bit of a gap in time between so. Superman the movie coming out and the mid nineties and the mid nineties he's learned to drive ninety four between Superman and the Lion King, that's those are the prime years for him to become. He starts listening to Tony Robbins tapes. He he becomes uh, a much better version of himself. And uh, I don't understand why he's going after the stat. What did the stat? Well, I suppose he burnt him. <laughs> burnt him yeah. pretty bad. Is he going to go and get Louis, do you think? Or do you think he's just over it and he's just back out in town now? He's going to have Christian Slater as his new vampire mate. I think it's very suspicious that he's in the same town as him. Yeah. I wouldn't trust him. All he ever trying to do is fuck with him. I feel like that's it. Throughout this whole film, 
He was all, all, the long game was fuck with him as hard as possible. Oh, you've poisoned <laughs> me, have you? That's not part of the plan. Fuming. Yeah. yeah. He's right. all right with a with a slow fight in the air, but poisoning's where he draws the line. Mm, I have exactly. a name game. If you guys are up for it, go on. Hell yes. Uh, so this first one is about a referee that tells his epic life story. The ashes, the cricket bats, and the white vest tops. Is it interview with the umpire? Interview with the umpire. <laughs> with the umpire. umpire. Yeah. Uh, next one is about an evil magic wizard who tells his epic life story. Luke, dark side, lightsabers, and tie fighters with sharp wings. Interview with the empire. empire. Yeah, you're on it. Okay, it's going to like uh, medium difficulty. Um, a man with spidery powers tells his epic life story. Webs, pizza, back pain, and eyeliner. Interview with Interview the Maguire. On it, okay. This bit is going to get to like hard mode territory. That bit in World War One when everyone put their guns down and played football, tells its epic life story. Interview with the ceasefire. <laughs> wow, on it. Wow, Jesus Christ. A starter employee tells his epic life story. Previous jobs, work experience, qualifications, and hobbies. Interview. Wait, what? So a starter employee, uh, although okay. he wants one. Interview with the new hire. Interview with the new hire. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well done. I'm not on it today. Well done. Well done, Andy. Stellar performance. And he's been practicing. Yeah, he's been practicing. Yeah. While you were seeing the sights of Scotland, Ben, I just sat here revising things that sound a bit like vampire. <laughs> there we go. You got. I mean, you got to pass the time somehow. You do. Yeah. Oh, I haven't written this down, not to show where I'm going to go, but we need to rate the movie. I don't know what I'm going to rate it. It's pretty good. I mean, you can't complain too much about it. Oh, I think it's solid as a sort of gothic horror. And I do know, there is something quite nice about movies that span a lot of time, isn't there? There's something quite nice about those. And obviously, a vampire movie staying with the same characters throughout several hundreds of years that's the only way you can really do it you know mm. unless they've been cryogenically frozen or are wolverine yeah which these guys aren't um but i think it balances the horror the romance and a sort of like a historical drama as well without obviously being entirely accurate because vampires don't exist maybe they do sorry i think it gets a lot right and the, a lot of the performances are great i think Brad um brad Pitt's a little bit one note but I think that's kind of his, he's kind of like a mopey romantic yeah. character. But I think that's kind of, he's always setting people on fire. I think that's kind of his, yeah. um, what, what he was going for, though. Yeah. Um, Kirsten Dunst is good as like, uh, yeah, really good, actually. Uh, a annoying brat that's got a bit of, that you can understand their plight, understand their humanity. And, and she seems older than her years. Yeah. Kirsten yeah. Dunst is think, phenomenal. I think in, in, in the book, the character of Claudia is much younger. <laughs> So I think obviously that's why he went a little bit older to try and give her that uh, th- in terms of dimensions of her character. Because if it's just a five-year-old, you'd just be like, I'm sick of you. <laughs> it's a good I'm thing. If you, think, you. if you think about it, this was a film that came out in, you know, 1990s. Think about kids at a, at, of a similar age. Like her performance as Claudia is great versus years later, Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe, great actor now, but at the time, I'm a what? Fucking hell. Come yes. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Fucking hell. Come, come on. on. Sort it out. You know, Kirsten Dunst. 
And I think she like, does some, a great job. Some of the sort of notes you might have against the film, uh, it is a little bit um, long, melodramatic, melodramatic. Yeah, but I kind of feel like that's kind of what I don't know. That that's what it is. Like it's a gothic romantic horror movie. I, you can't. That'd be like complaining. Got too many vampires in it, though. What do you mean? That's what you <laughs> too, too many this? interviews. Yeah. Um, I um, I think I'm gonna sort of settle around a B plus. I think it's good. Ooh. I think taste wise, I probably don't vibe with it as much as uh, yeah. other people might. But it's I mean, can't complain. It's a good time. I think I'll stick with you on a B plus. I think it doesn't do enough to sort of take it to to sort of next level in terms of movies. It's as as maybe want go and, want to go and watch Queen of the Damned again though. Same, same, not, yeah. Been a while since I've seen that too. So. I am going to go just slightly lower, almost imperceptibly so. Um, I had it written down as a B. Um, I think production-wise, it's great. Tom Cruise, I know, I don't know, he does a bit of both, but I think, moreover, he's probably more known for his, like, heroic roles. Really like him as a as a villain. He's a real piece of shit. And, like, but he's, like, very magnetic when he's on the screen. Like, he does phenomenally like you like even though he is by far the worst guy in this movie can't wait to see what he'll get up to next um and and seeing him come back and i'm very surprised off the back of the ending of this movie that we didn't see a real sequel to it that we didn't see more of that character yeah Um, hmm yeah, good until point, in, I think there, I there is a direct... in Queen of the Damned, right? But I don't, I don't know where that fits yeah. in the chronology of it all. There is a direct sequel, mo- uh, sorry, direct sequel book called The Vampire Lestat, and I believe at the moment uh, maybe a TV show is being developed. A Lestat. I was going to say, show? I think, I think it would work really well with a TV show. Oh yeah, also mm-hmm. Lestat in a uh, Queen of the Damned is not Tom Cruise. That's <laughs> someone no, very different. Yeah, he does have the guy. You know, I think his name's. He's in Stranger Things. You know, the the bully brother. Oh yeah, looks a bit like him. Stuart Townsend, the actor's name. Uh, who was? Let's see if he's in an underworld. That's what I was thinking. Oh, he plays Dorian Gray, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There we go. Sounds about right. But yeah, but there we go. Um, yeah, I, I liked it very well. Um, it was nice beer. I don't think it's ever going to make onto my essential rotation, but I think as you guys said at the start, it had been long enough that I'd seen it that I was really pleasantly surprised by the things I didn't remember about it. Um, it held up better than I had expected it to in my mind. I feel like going in when I switched it on, I thought it would have dated worse than it had. It's still mm. perfectly serviceable. Yeah. There we go. Very nice. Cool. <clears throat> Next week we'll be doing Scream 2022. Um, that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoyed today's episode, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Uh, thanks to our current patrons, Elaine Spencer, John Crinan, Ben Scase, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Scott Rigby, Ollie Child, and Pazuzu. Uh, thanks to Kovac Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Please join the uh, Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Leave us a review. Maybe we should read out some reviews soon. 
Uh, I don't think we've been there for a little while. Yeah, you yeah. get some reviews in, guys. It helps us, especially as we're trying to do more and we have things like the Patreon bonus episodes now. Um, there are things to do with algorithms. So get in your app of choice where you listen to us. Um, obviously, five-star reviews are the ones we're going to pay the most attention to. Don't let that sway you, though. I mean, do let it sway you. Um, <laughs> and you know what? Giving us a review costs you absolutely dick all. So get on there. Dick all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks, my uh, co-host of being right hard dudes. Thank you very much, Luke. Thank you very much, Andy. Until thanks, next everybody. time. Yeah. See you for some scream time. Who is going to be the killer? Let's find out. I bet it's that ghost face guy. I bet it's him. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, that's my bet. Got him yeah. again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See you later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.